FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, is brought to you by, well, you. The listeners of this podcast are its main driving force. If you would like to support FGC Hollywood, you can do so by visiting patreon.com slash forward FGC Hollywood, as well as leaving us nice reviews on Apple Podcasts. So without further ado, enjoy the show. FGC Hollywood, stay classy. Your job, location, or whatever. So you're working at home, and it's like, well, you just have to get things done by the end of the week. It's like, all right, well, that means I can work at any point in time in the day. <laughs> all right, take two. We just did this, <laughs> but I'm a dummy. So at least we know what episode it is. This is episode nine of FGC Hollywood. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to press record just a second ago. We only spoke for about three minutes, so we're good. My name is Max Pleiser. Joining me as he does each and every week. Pringle the one. Pringle, how are you doing again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing all right, man. Like, I, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but uh, yeah, I woke up like an hour mm, yeah. ago, man. And yeah, the COVID, COVID really has, um, it's really done a handle on people's like sleep schedule. Like, I, I see people on Twitter talking about like how their sleep schedule is like kind of all over the place, man. That or they're just like always awake. And just because of the change shift in jobs and stuff like that, it's weird. Unless you have like a department job, man, like target or something like that you probably were secured before anything really happens in fact i hear those guys are getting like bonuses for working during the pandemic they then should yeah hell yeah man but definitely uh and then you have like people that started working at home and it's like now their sleep schedule is probably all weird because they just have to finish something at the end of the week and it's not so bad but then it's like well i could take my time with whatever i'm doing unless Unless they get micromanaged, then it's different. Yeah, and that that's what we were talking about before. I forgot to press the big red button because I'm a dummy. But yeah, so I came from a, like a construction background, right? And I'm just used to just dudes being like, hey, Mac, go drill that thing. Don't talk to me for five hours <laughs> and then come back. I'll be like, all right, cool. I like that. Versus when I start working in the, in the office and I uh, was mostly managed by all women. And it was, just, I don't know if it had to do with that, but I've never been managed by all women. I had three minute w- women above me. And it was very um, micromanagey via non-direct ways. Like, you know how you have the Microsoft Teams chat in the office? It's like their own Discord for the office. And they send you messages, emails that are kind of snarky. And it's like, you can't read the mood. And I'm like, ugh, it's giving me physical headaches. I I just, I quit. And I was like, ugh, ain't worth it. Yeah, man. Did it pay anything? It paid actually fairly well, but man, like I was waking up with physical headaches and well, just migraines. And I was like, man, this is just yeah. not worth it because it's just, just, it's more stressful. So the job, basically what it was is I would go into the office and then I would get contracted out to go travel for a couple of days, go do my inspection, mm. come back, write a report, send out the report. And then we have a meeting about what happened. So for the most part, I didn't have to deal with too much except for my own little project. So people left me alone. It was so nice because people knew that, hey, he's yeah. busy with his traveling so i'm either setting things up for the the travel location that i'm going to or i'm wrapping things up with a report for when i just came back so people didn't they didn't bother me be like hey do this do that because they knew i already had a task on my hand but when covid hit and i started not traveling because there were restrictions that's when they were like just adding more and more and more things on my plate and i was like geez and I had departments that weren't even a part of my section that were just emailing me, hey, do this, do that, just adding like little things. And I was like, wait a second, like, when, uh, I didn't really sign up for this. I can do other things that are pertaining to my job. But I don't know, having more than one supervisor or manager and you get miscommunication because they've been there for 20 years and they have their history and you don't know that, right? So they're all, you know, they, they got their own 
background with each other. So like, she doesn't like her because five years ago, blah, blah. It's like, I ain't got time for that, man. Like, (laughs) it's like you work in the office. You ever seen the office? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. What? So the thing about those usually is those desk jobs are mostly women work those jobs. So it's not too surprising that you have nothing but women as your, uh, your supervisors and managers and stuff like that. Usually it's just women. They don't really do the physical stuff. So see plenty of that in, in those admin jobs just every receptionist is usually woman stuff like that yeah mm. man i uh so i actually had like a job and i only worked this job for like three days dude like <laughs> i get i got this job give me like 300 bucks though jesus christ but i wouldn't say it's super super good paying but like if, for a poor person it was pretty good mm. right and the thing is that the job was basically like, it's a desk job that I was working under like the department over here. The job basically entailed of doing like, kind of like, it's not like accounting, but you're doing things like setting up people's payment plans for businesses, uh, payment codes, uh, ta- a couple of tax things here and there. Uh, you're setting up people and how they get paid for their businesses, how they take money out. All this kind of stuff would basically like money. Really, really boring stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know how boring it was. I only applied for it because I was like, man, I just wanted to find it. I got really happy when I got the job too. But like, dude, I just wanted to get something that paid well. And it wasn't like fast food or some crap like that. That's garbage. Right. So I got the job. And then like three days in, I was like, this is not what I wanted. Because it, it's basically sitting in a desk for like eight hours, right? Oh, man. Like, I tried putting my whole hand in it and forward, my whole foot forward with all that. And it's just like, it became one of those jobs where I was like, I know how this is going to turn out and I'm not going to like it. It was, it's worse than the Marine Corps. Cause like in the Marine Corps, I did like admin work. But the thing is that there was times where like I did, I taught classes and I did a lot of like moving around and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which made it more interesting. But this was like pretty much sitting down the whole day and just, oh man, I, I, I like, I had, I was like, nah, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't want to like leave after like two weeks. Cause I was telling myself, I was like, I don't think I want this at all. Right. And it, it came out to be one of those things where like, it wasn't what I expected it to be, I guess I could say, but you know, that's what jobs and you're, you never really know what it's going to be. Like when I worked in Walmart, they were like, oh, you're not going to pick up anything heavier than five pounds. What a goddamn <laughs> lie, man. What a damn lie. <laughs> hey, me pushing like ton freaking literal tons of pumpkins, man. That's like, thousands of pounds and having to pull that thing here and there and unloading trucks and stuff. So that's bull yeah. crap. Some people aren't built for like, I I'll be honest. Like I rather do construction. I don't really want a desk job or an office job because it's like, yeah, man, sitting for eight hours a day. I mean, post pandemic, that was annoying. I didn't like that at all because even when, uh, mm-hmm. after we started working at home and then they start phasing us back in like around May, and we start working in the office. I was like, this sucks. This is terrible because I didn't have yeah, too many man. days where I would work all eight hours in the office. So it would be like, okay, I would maybe do three hours in the office and then I'd, you know, just leave, go to the airport, get on a flight and then, you know, come back in two days. And then it was, it was cool. But, um, yeah, I'd rather be moving around. I'd rather be doing stuff and eight hours a day on a desk and just typing and pushing buttons on the keyboard. I, I don't know. I don't like it, but Good times. So yeah, so if I uh, if I still have a little bit of waking up to do, it's because uh, I woke up about 45 minutes ago and you obviously woke up about an hour ago. So uh, <laughs> I'll pick up as we go. A couple of announcements before we, we start going through these show notes. Uh, my dog has an ear infection and he's up, obviously he's up here locked in the recording chamber with me because he's you know, he gets into the trash and he eats my cake. So he has an ear infection, so he might he, you know, he kind of shakes his head a lot. So if, if that's in the recording, I apologize, but, uh, I'll try to take it out, but I'm giving him his, his little ear drops, whatever 
it, it's better, but uh, it still bothers him. So he shakes his head a lot. So you might hear that in the background. And uh, first thing on the show notes, obviously we took a, a week off Pringle. We ran uh, ran a little tournament. That's why we were off a week. And we normally record on Saturday and that just not to spread ourselves too thin. We're just like, well, we don't run a lot of tournaments. Let's take a week off to record the podcast. And I had a feeling it was going to be slow anyway. Like we were going to have too much to talk about. And we ran the tournament. It was actually a really good show out. We played the obviously Guilty Gear plus R because of the rollback beta. We had 16 entrants, 14 did show. So we, we had... Uh, Two people I had to DQ. Uh, one thing I learned is playing in a tournament and running it at the same time is very difficult. Like it, you have to concentrate on things on the production back end, which when you're playing, you, you st- sometimes miss things. And I think I would like to run a little bit different. We had some production hiccups, obviously. Dude, when I when we first started, my internet wasn't working. I had to call the internet company. Oh, man. Dude, you, eh? Yeah. It was, then my camera started working because I wanted to have my camera on. And I don't know, my camera's busted, so I guess I got to get a new one. And, you know, you don't know these things. You, that's why you really have to do, like, mic check and camera check before you start mm-hmm. doing that stuff. Yeah, but man, it also, happens. it's been, like, it was, like, seven months since I last streamed. So I didn't know my stuff wasn't working anymore. But eventually, halfway through, we finally got it working. So we streamed it through Discord because the game kept crashing a lot. So uh, we got it working. The archive is there on my channel on Twitch. So if anybody wants to check it out, we did have a winner it was pagan i wanted to do an interview with pagan but it kind of was it was late and uh i was kind of just winding down and i was just like i you know maybe next time i was just i wasn't really feeling it so i apologize to pagan for not giving him his uh i was gonna i actually sound the interview here on the podcast but uh yeah i was just i wasn't feeling too good after the after the tournament i kind of just bounced right shortly after so uh yeah he won it was actually a really good set we had a reset in grand finals and some interesting matches we got. We had a Robokai, a Testament, Pagan plays, Faust, and that game is is, is super fun. Uh, just going back off to what we were doing last week, uh, I'll be honest with you. I've I don't think I've played more fighting games within that week stretch. We talk a lot about fighting <laughs> games, right? And I don't always get to play them as much as I want, but I actually played a ton of fighting games last week. So that was it. Was cool. It was kind of like it was a throwback to man. Like I just. I'm not looking for news, (laughs) right? I'm not doing reviews. I'm not, you know, just playing it for a video to capture footage. I'm just playing it for fun and to learn and to, you know, to have a good time. And uh, yeah, it was, it was really fun. So I would definitely like to throw another Hollywood tournament. We tried again this week, but we just didn't have enough participants. I think we had some tentatives. So when, I think when plus R comes out officially, we'll run some more of that. We're going to talk a little bit here about KOF 2002. I would like to run a tournament for that because the beta, the rollback is official on that now. And any other game that allows us to play online against the world, yeah, I would like to run more tournaments and stream them. They're fun. They're really they're really cool community events, and uh, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter so much as your skill level. It's just you know coming. In. I'm I'm ass at plus R, but <laughs> yeah, I still play. It's just it's fun. And as far as production, it didn't run as well as I wanted to. But it was first try, you know, I think the second at bat for FGC Hollywood tournaments is going to be better as far as commentary, as far as how I record the thing, the layout. So it was a good learning experience as far as running a tournament. It was super fun. Yeah, it takes some time. Which, which, uh, did you use Challenge or Smash.gg? Yeah, so I initially wanted to use Smash.gg, but... You know... It's going under. (laughs) Yeah, you have to register, and it's a little cumbersome, to be honest. Like, it's not... 
Yeah, it is. It's very comprehensive and I appreciate that you can do a lot with Smash, but for our level really like when you're only having about 12 to 16 entrance a tournament, you don't need smash.gg really. You can just use challenge and it works fine. One thing about challenge I didn't like is that it, the refresh rate was really bad. I had to refresh every single yeah. time in order to submit scores. Yeah, I didn't really like that, but maybe it's because a lot of people were on that particular page because they were trying to submit their own scores because we had some matches off stream as well and maybe that's why it was it was taking so long for me to refresh and then add the scores in and just figure it out but i was also really inexperienced with it because i would always see it i've only i've only done one other tournament with challenge and that was as a participant not as a to so mm -hmm. now i know what to expect so i think i'm gonna probably use that going moving forward just because of the amount of people that we have and it's easy when for people that don't have accounts i can just put their name in yeah, it's, man. It's yeah, easy. yeah. Because Smash.g, you need an account, right? I, yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, luckily, you know, FGC Hollywood, obviously, we're not just a fighting game podcast, but we, we got our own little community. And luckily, it was a shared effort we had. I was running, obviously, the, some of the production stuff, but uh, we had commentators that uh, just volunteered to do commentary and they try to do their best. And obviously, we still have to work on things like chemistry and you know, what, how, yeah. like, do we want a three-man booth, a two-man booth? What happens when one of the people streams? How do we do that? So, or or one, mm -hmm. one of the people plays, rather? We'll figure all that out. I mean, it was the first tournament we've ever run, but uh, it was cool to see how Hollywood showed up and they, they really want to support it. And obviously, you know, Plus R is a really fun game and it's a new game for a lot of people, despite being so old. It's it's a new experience for myself, really, too, because I, I played a little bit back in the day, but Persona consumed so much time of my fighting game life that I didn't put a lot of time into plus R. So playing it now is Man. almost like, I feel like it's a new game and I'm learning a lot and it's, I'm sure a lot mm -hmm. of people feel that way. It's just a, it's a really fun game to get into because of the fact that it, it's challenging and it's rewarding as well. And it's uh, I highly recommend it. I really think more people should get into it, especially once the, the GGPO becomes official because man, that, that thing is, it's black magic that I, there is no better netcode experience. Uh, it, Obviously, there are limits to it. Like when I play at 280 ping, but that's to be expected. Right? <laughs> and yeah. sometimes even with 280 ping, the worst you'll see is it'll it'll physically roll back a state and you're like, oh, well, what happened there? That was weird. But it's still playable and it's crazy mm -hmm. that it is. Yeah, I would love to see more people jump on Plus R because it's a, it's a really fun game. And now you have some resources out there. People aren't going to be left in in the dark as what to do what character to pick up so mm -hmm. it's a really cool game i know you've been playing a little bit right yeah i uh i play I'll, wait before i go into that i was like yo shout out to Paygun. i think i'm putting all my bets on him from now on <laughs> yeah yeah he's good he's really i good. seen him i played him in scorecards the dude knew what he was doing and he was playing paintwheel i was like this dude no so like <laughs> yeah he, he's one of those guys that probably doesn't it don't take too long for him to pick up stuff but mm. yeah man i uh yeah I, I played like a little bit last night man uh after playing some Maple Story, some <laughs> yeah. Maple Royce, boy. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. But I played a little bit, and I'm playing now, so, like, I'm playing it on pad now, and I'm trying that out, man. And, yo, it's not hard. It's not hard at all. Actually. It's just pretty easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I actually got, like, two combos down with Abba already, like a, a very basic combo. Oh, I got the I got the grab combo, too. But it, it's odd. So she has, like, two forms or three, I think. Yeah, three. She has Moraha form, I think it's called, which she... She becomes fast. She starts dashing with the key and stuff like that. Everything is she, she just becomes super buff. Mm -hmm. All she does is 
drink like a blood pack, and then she like gets super, and then she has like a, a Goku more of her form, I think it's called, and then that's where she's like super buff. So she's like, she's actually pretty cool. I like, she's definitely. I don't think I ever intentionally picked this character. If I didn't press it random, I would have probably never intentionally picked this character. But she's pretty damn cool, and I learned how to do like two combos with her in the normal mode where she's kind of slow and stuff. And it's not that hard. Like the combos are actually pretty easy. So I don't know how much further I'll be able to get into this. But since I know now that the netcode is going to be ass again, I don't think people. Mm-hmm. I think people are going to play, but not as much after tomorrow. Or I think it it ends like today, uh, actually, right? I think on I the sixteenth. So we got still got a couple days. Yeah. So I and I haven't even played anyone online with it. So I wouldn't. <laughs> I can't really say it's that good or not because i haven't played anybody but i've been driving it it's 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 not so hard man maybe i maybe i've played too many fighting games at this point but i think there's it definitely can become more difficult because there's so many characters and you have to have so much more information and knowledge but like that doesn't necessarily make it hard for me per se it's just an experience thing Mm. i i you know what i agree to a point but then again i play eno and I find Eno to be incredibly difficult. I think she's yeah, very difficult to play. Yeah, because in Rev too. So like for some reason, one of the big problems with Accent Core is that there's so many like sometimes there's like overlapping motions. I think, and then you have motions that are like half circle forward just for like one thing. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's like I that's think chemical that's love. like one of the yeah yeah exactly. Chemical love is that they they fixed that in Rev. Like I think it's now just a quarter circle. Yeah, it just but it. it but then they didn't do that for everything else. Like I think, like stroke the big tree is like still like a half circle or mm-hmm. some crap like that. So I, like that's probably one annoying thing because like Abba has a combo where she'll do like she has rekas, but it's like like they're different kinds. So like for instance, she have like a like a, I think like a quarter circle move, and then she has to do like back and then forward into the to the next reka, and then she has to do another half circle into the next reka, and that's just like three moves. Like, it really does add, like, almost like an illusion of difficulty because they just toss in more. It's kind of like KOF, duh. Like, KOF does that a lot, man. Yeah. Like, where it's, like, all these, like, half circles, and then you have to press forward. And it, and it's just all these, like, random motions that if it wasn't there, it wouldn't be as hard. It's it's def- it's an old school game. Like, it makes you work mm-hmm. for what you need. And, this, you know, despite Eno, I find her to be difficult just because I don't... Th- like, there's no buffer system in the game, so it's very difficult to, like, if you don't... Oh, yeah. If you don't time, like, an empty jump low, you'll get hit by DP right away because it's, it's so hard to safe jump in that game, I find, is Eno. Just because, you know, she doesn't have a dash, really. She floats in the air when she comes up to you. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to play neutral with her. If she's mm-hmm. really far away or if she's really up close, like, tight, it's fine. But it's the neutral game that's very difficult because, like, how do you compete mm-hmm. with, you know, people that have swords and stuff? I have a guitar and a note, so it's, it's kind of it's <laughs> difficult. And then Chemical Love is very difficult to, yeah, to do I, uh, as neutral. Yeah, man. that's uh, I have a friend that, like, he, he really likes Eno because he plays in Rev, but he's like, man, I don't think I'm going to keep playing her in Accent Core just because of how she is in Accent Core with all those motions and mm. all that stuff. She's definitely so, a challenge. Yeah. But, man, like, I think she's so fun. Like, I, I haven't had one inkling to to change at all. Like, uh, I just, she's really satisfying to play, and I'm really enjoying, like, learning with her. And, yeah, she, she's just, she's a really difficult character, to be honest with you. Like, the first week. <laughs> that could be it, too. The first week that I played her, I was like, damn, my hands are starting to hurt because it's just. Yeah, that's what people tell me, too. <laughs> yeah. 
I gotten used to it now, but her FRC timing is insane. I was like, geez, how do you do? I can do FRC note somewhat consistently, mm-hmm. but to do FRC chemical love or to do anything else, it's a it's a matter it's a thing of practice, right? But like as a, as somebody who's never practiced frcs with eno you're gonna be like wait what what's the timing on this thing <laughs> you're telling me it's a quarter of a second yeah so yeah. it's rough yeah i uh that's another thing that makes the game so much harder the frc system hmm. yeah it's very very difficult especially if you have a character with some strict timing but you know yeah, you, you could just pick just a gorilla character and just turn off your brain and just mash right like just pick, pick jam or order <laughs> yeah yeah just pick jam yeah man she's she's always just been that kind of character yeah so. The one thing, okay, so what's weird though, right quick, is that I know this might take a curve, but I will say that I don't feel like, like, so I was playing it and I was having fun, but then I was like, I don't know if I'm actually going to stick with this game. I feel like it's going to take too long for me to actually, like, fully enjoy. It. You know what I mean? Because, mm. yeah, like, that's the thing with fighting games, man. You got to invest time into it. And, like, that would actually be perfect for you if you were going to segue into that. That's what I would rather be playing right now. <laughs> Sometimes. Yeah, man. No, that's fair. I, th- I'm i going to say, yeah, plus R would be a time sink to even yeah, get man, decent super at. Time like, not even get good. Just get competent somewhat. And that's with one character. Like, just your character. And the one thing that I've noticed is that just by watching other people play is, like, you know how, like, you learn your own combos and you learn your strings and you learn your pressure and some of your neutral, but then you mm-hmm. fight your own character and you're like, I have no idea how to fight my own character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that happens a lot, man. Yeah. The, everything you do is character specific and mm-hmm. none of the stuff works on your own character. Goddamn. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a time sink, not only to get comfortable with who you're playing, but then to understand matchups, understand mm-hmm. the game, the meta. And eventually, if you want to move on to other characters, that's going to be a time sink too. Obviously, I think the translation of skills from one character to the next would help because you already know the system so you know what to expect but each character is so unique so you're talking about in my opinion hundreds of hours in that game to get good and to actually be able to compete at somewhat of a consistent level but i think as a general entry game for somebody who wants to play rollback i think it's super fun i think the experience of it is fun i don't think you'll win a lot because it's it's very difficult (laughs) to to just pick that game up and win but you'll definitely be able to pick up that game and just have fun. Like it's, it's just really fun. I think. Yeah. Man. It, it's, it's really, that's what I was thinking too, man. But I was just in my head, like, man, I, I don't think I want to pick up something like this right now, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'll play it every once in a while, like learn me some B and B's just, that's it. But like, I don't know if I like, I, it, it doesn't feel like that game that I want to stick. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not like a main game to me, like a, I said, <laughs> a main game to me. It doesn't feel that way to, like the way Skullgirls where I'm like, I'm playing the hell out of this. Mm-hmm. It don't feel like that to me. But maybe maybe it would have been before I played like Rev 2 or something. But right. I, I felt I thought main, Rev 2 might have been a main game. And I dropped that thing so fast past <laughs> Sunday. Man, you know what I mean? Like I was like, I'm done with this. But I, I don't know if that game will be one. But it's fun. I mean, it's definitely fun. But I don't know if it'd be one. I, I don't think it will be, honestly. I don't want to spend that much time reading and doing all this stuff i feel like it's, it's too much of a time sinking man i don't want i don't want to do all that man hmm. okay so you just rather spend your time playing Skullgirls then instead of yeah probably yeah man i probably would rather just spend my time doing that because like at the same time i guess it's like a comfort thing but mm-hmm. not really like in Skullgirls, it's like well it's still fun like i I like using philly a lot so that's one of the things that would kind of keep me sticking in that game but yeah man sometimes i just don't want to play it at all either like i don't even want to play like i would i get de- like I still say I'm not there fully in love with that game as much as I was before. 
because it like for one it, it takes a lot of time and if i wanted like at one point i really wanted to get good so i can be in like tournaments and stuff but mm. i just don't have the time anymore to be doing that man you get like those people will be practicing like those really good players man they practice for like five six hours a day man Probably maybe more streaming that, really. it so you well, yeah, man, I, I'm over here, like, I play, I play, like, an hour, like, I, I played Skullgirls last night on the pad for, like, an hour, like, mm-hmm. not even an hour, like, 30, 45 minutes, and then, and then the last time I played was, like, last week, so, <laughs> like, you can, like, you know what I'm saying, you can imagine, I'm not gonna, I can't keep up with that competition, I wanted to, to get better at it, but I'm just not gonna be able to keep up with it, man, I don't, I don't have that kind of free time to be playing like that, Yeah, so, I don't know. That's fair, you know, plus R might be a time sink. But, you know, you, yeah. you alluded to it earlier as if you're going to sink some time in something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's hilarious is I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was just like, hey, man, what's the shout out to King Guri, by the way. We'll, we'll get to him later in the questions. But he was talking to me. He's like, hey, man, what's going on with the state of fighting games? You know, I know things are probably kind of stagnant when I see you playing Among Us and Maple Story and everything else. <laughs> My man said, I'm a fighting game player, but watch me boot up some making story. <laughs> so, yeah, he had some concerns. He was like, what's going on with this scene? I was like, I don't know, man. It's just it's a little, for me personally, it's a little down. For uh, for others, I'm sure it's up. Definitely is a down for me. There's not been, I can't say there's any been personally, man. Like, I know this might hurt people, but I haven't been excited for anything lately. So, <laughs> fighting game wise. Yeah, I w- so, yeah. we'll get to that. Like, there's there's some things to talk about. Yeah, but, uh, Maple Story, oh, right? Yeah, so, there's a lot. We're, yeah, we're, we I think maybe a, three or four episodes ago we were talking about how the like the nostalgia of Maple Story where we used to play, <laughs> and uh, I found a an old school server called Maple Royals. Yeah, it's it's kind of like a hybrid. It has it's it's old school, but the experience is a little bit up, and mm-hmm. the drop rate. And the the meso rates, so the currency, is a little bit higher than the normal, but it's it's still old school Maple Story, so it's it's not very easy to yeah, level man. as nearly as the modern Maple Story. And it's uh, to be honest, it's got like a really cool community in it. I think I see about a thousand people play it at any given time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a little higher. For the most part, it's it's pretty chill. The, my first day was me just doing beginner stuff and then when i finally got to from maple island which is your beginner island to victoria island which is like the main continent there is uh people are just in the street and they just like one dude just stopped me in the street he's like yo dude you need stuff and i was like sure yeah man <laughs> he started dropping <laughs> things gave me meso gave me equipment and just like it it's pretty cool like i think if i find that everybody there is a boomer like me and they've played at certain like when they were maybe like 12 or whatever 14 and now they're like in their 20s or 30s yeah, and they're just kind of spending dude, time just chilling playing the game everybody's drunk it seems like <laughs> they're all drunk <laughs> everybody's a stoner dude. and uh it's just a good time like there's it's a really cool chill community and uh, i'm enjoying my time with it to to play and uh i know you just started i saw you on that yeah, grind man, <laughs> dude i've been playing for like the last two i got to like the 26 27 around there on my bowman uh bowman archer or whatever mm-hmm. dude i was actually really enjoying it. i was like yo this is actually, this is fun and, <laughs> and like i i didn't even know but they even still do like the old party quest so yeah. i was doing a party quest and i was like whoa man i haven't done this in like 
10 years, bro. The like City one. years or something like that. Yeah, man, they were doing that again. And I was like, whoa, I don't have to fight for it either. <laughs> but that was cool, man. Like, we were doing it. And they were even talking amongst each other. Like, they don't even know each other. And they would just talk amongst each other about, like, stats and characters. And everyone's just, hey, how you doing? Where you from? And I'm like, everyone's just having a good-ass time, mm-hmm. dude. And, and we're taking, like, we're not, like, rushing. We're not, like, we're taking it so much at our leisure. It's great, man. I was like, wow, dude. Like. <laughs> I was like, I want to play more, man. Yeah. But then I, I like stopped afterwards and played a little bit of, of uh, action core and stuff. But man, yeah, dude, I, I liked it. Like it was, it, it was pretty nice, man. <laughs> yeah, it's super, super fun. I uh, really like it's. It's a cool private server, and uh, yeah, the just the atmosphere is really chill. I haven't played as much since my first couple of days playing it, and I play every now and again when I can. But uh, I make sure to vote every day. Get that yeah, NX. Dude. Yeah, man, I I need to hit that vote later, man. But yeah, dude, get the NX, man. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool if you know if any anybody in Hollywood wants to join us on our nostalgia trip. My my mission is with MapleStory. I want to get to a high enough level to be able to boss against uh, the Mushroom Mom, who's like the level sixty boss. Oh yeah, Mushroom. Yeah. Yeah, I want to beat her, and then I want to beat. Uh, junior balrog and maybe if i could ever get to a point where i could beat crimson balrog that would be my yeah that'd be sick yeah man. I, I, those yeah, are the was... three things i really want to beat in the game because back in the old school maple story i never did i did later like post big bang and yeah. it was it was cool it but i was like much, man, yeah man. It's like it's, yeah it wasn't as I never authentic got past, yeah dude i i never i played a lot of private servers though back then but they were all kind of busted but man i just want to get to a point where i could use hurricane that movie was so cool man mm. Like that, like you could just move left and right, and you just keep shooting. It's such a cool uh, archer move. Man. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's super fun. I it would be it'd be cool to get to get some people on and maybe make a guild and just go do like smaller <laughs> bosses because like I don't think I'll probably stick with the game or sink enough hours into it to get to like mm-hmm. level two hundred because that's just it's really hard. But yeah, man, it, yeah. to get to like eighty or like maybe ninety and then be able to party and put in a combined effort to beat like a level 100 boss that would be cool especially like crimson balrog is so fun like because of the fact mm-hmm. that you're on a ship there's very little space to get away from those things yeah and they hit man. you for four and a half k so that's just like good luck <laughs> <laughs> dude you reminded me of a comment where i think i forgot i saw it on youtube where it was this dude talking about like uh I forgot what it was about, but then the comment said, nope, I don't care what your opinion is. My nostalgia is too strong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Start laughing, man. <laughs> no, it's a good ass time dude. for sure. Yeah, man. It's it's a good time, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh the last thing here on our intro segment is uh hey, shout outs to I know we normally do shout outs at the end, but shout outs to Lozi Mago Negro, who is a longtime subscriber on my YouTube channel and He's a, he's a big podcast fan, and he uh, this man, his dedication, he went from episode one of TMP all the way to episode 100, and I think it took him a span of like three to four weeks <laughs> because he keeps leaving <laughs> comments, and he made like this giant saga of like what the Max Watch the Podcast was, <laughs> and then he did a review of it at the end. And it was uh, it was really cool. Anyway, he came up with he concluded with the fact that I rant a lot. I talk <laughs> I talk about Persona. <laughs> I talk about Persona Arena a lot. I shit on BB Tag. <laughs> I you know I basically I hate a lot of things. I uh, I don't like Street Fighter and uh, I I weep out every now and again. But uh, yeah, the dedication and you know the other really fun part is every time I mention KOF 15 in any sort of context, he would he would 
timestamp it on the podcast and be like, lol, or like, ha 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 ha. So I mentioned, I didn't realize it, but I mentioned King of Fighters 15 a lot, even like before Hollywood at like during TMP days, I would just mention a yeah, lot, man. beat by myself or would guess. Yeah, hope. yeah it was, uh, it's pretty funny. So shout outs to Lozy. You know, that's, that's really cool that he did that. And uh, I was like, why are you listening to the old episodes? They're so cringy to me. Like, don't listen to those. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he seemed he seemed to enjoy it, and he he gave a big review on episode 100, so that was uh that was cool of him to do, and he's all caught up now. He can say I think he's probably one of the only people that can say, hey, I listened to every single TMP and to every single FGC Hollywood episode, so should get some Proof. somewhat of an achievement, yeah. <laughs> so shout out to Lozy. The last thing here is uh, Hollywood question of the week. So. I, there's a topic, our fighting game topic of the week. It has to do with Hollywood question of the week. So I, I kind of wanted mm-hmm. to to thread that in as we're talking about that. So we'll we'll visit that down the line. But how about we get into some fighting game news? First one has to do with SNK. And I alluded to earlier as far as rollback games. So rollback is here to stay. We were talking about SNK and KOF 2002. So SNK has announced on November 10th, 2020, that rollback implementation made to the King of Fighters 2002 Unlimited match is now officially out. The tweet reads as such, quote, KOF fans rejoice. Starting today on Steam, KOF 2002 UM gets rollback netcode, end quote. The tweet then links to the Steam page of the game, where there are details on other implementations they have made, along with the Code Mystics rollback netcode. KOF 2002 UM now has playback support for those interested in watching their latest online match. Native 64-bit support, current session wins and losses trackers. That's really cool. If you're playing like a first to ten, you don't have to you don't have to put it onto paper. New graphic settings in the main menu, and lastly, quick match cooldown on kicked or withdrawn matches to avoid constant matching of the same person. So that's that's cool. You know how with uh, Street Fighter Four was really bad about that, where you know somebody would see that you have three bars, they would kick you from a thing, and then because you just do quick search you would just end up in that guy's lobby the same time so he'd kick you again <laughs> i hated getting kicked out of lobby so quickly too man they do that fast as hell in street fighter 4 man mm-hmm. like who is it nope i'm like yeah i ain't barely even hit the door <laughs> <Yeah>. man <laughs> they're probably looking for a specific person they want that run back the salty run back <laughs> yeah man like no nah, i want his ass to come back in man mm-hmm. like dude that's cool that they added all those other functionalities in there to uh kof 2002 um along with the rollback mm-hmm. that's a game i think i'll probably get into next after plus r nice nice i uh i finally got it too man i got Sick. it yesterday man so i got it yesterday and i was searching it i was like kof 2003 i was <laughs> like why can't i find 2003? <laughs> for the longest i was just like i don't understand did this game not get on steam and then it was, <laughs> and then it was 2002 so i was like oh okay okay mm-hmm. I bought it and I, I don't remember, but or I don't know actually. When did they do like the assist? Like when did they do like the team fighting? Because it's not in that one, I guess, huh? Uh, you know, I used to know this because I just did that KOF piece maybe like eight months ago, and I researched it. It's in, it's in one of them. Maybe no, it's not two thousand. There, there's one of them that has like they called uh, striker assist, mm-hmm. and I forget exactly which one it is. Okay, so when I first picked the character, I just picked random, I guess, again. So I picked random, and I just got Athena. And I was like, okay, I got Athena. I played her a little bit before. But then I was like, how do I switch to the other two characters? <laughs> or, like, I didn't understand that part. So I was like, uh, 
I remember something similar happened to me when I played KOF 14. I was like, okay, I got my team. How do I switch them in the training room? And is it fast? And it's not fast. And I didn't figure it out either. So like, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, man. Like I wanted to practice on the other two characters, but I didn't know there was no fast way to just jump to the next character. You know how you lose in a normal KOF match? You have to you have to go through a load screen again, and that sucks. Like mm-hmm. that's I hope they make that better in 15. It should just be like boom, right? That next guy. You know what I mean? Like it shouldn't be a load screen, I feel like. Well, they kind of have to do that because they put you back into a neutral situation. And they have to reset the health as well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they could like disguise it or something, I guess. Cause like I don't know, man. That, yeah, I guess I don't know, but that I was trying to figure out that. So it's two thousand two thousand two has team, right? Like you use three characters, right? They're, I mean, they're technically a team because they all play within the same match, but they play <laughs> and they play one v one, so they don't help each other. <laughs> they're just there. Yeah, so I understand that. I was just wondering where, how the hell do I play the other two characters? <laughs> well, you so w- usually in KOF, what you do is you set. You pick your team and then you pick their order. And then it depends on who you put a point and who you put an anchor and the middle, obviously. That's the order uh-huh. that you go with. So you have to wait until one character is knocked out in order to play the other. You can't switch mid match. Yeah. So I get that part. But then I tried doing that in 2002. So I picked random in the training room and I just got Athena. And then it just went and it went to the match, right? So then I tried doing, I was like, maybe it's just in training room. So I went to CPU and I did the same thing and I just got like, it was just Athena by herself. And I was like, I don't understand. How the hell am I supposed to go to the other two characters? <laughs> huh, weird. <laughs> yeah, man. I well, was so confused. KOF does have, uh, it does have the option to play uh, okay. an individual character instead of a team. So you might have been doing that. I'm not sure. I, you would, I would have to look at the settings again for KOF 2002 UM. But there, I know there has to be a way. I mean, obviously, it's KOF. You have to be able to play three characters. So you, you have to be okay. able to select them. Have you done that before or? I mean, I've only played, to be honest, I've only played a little bit of training room and yeah, uh-huh. you only pick one character and yeah. I played online. So I picked three. Oh, okay. 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 So, so you should be able, okay. Cause I'm like, I'm over here. Like, is this not a, a three game or is it just one character? No, here? it's definitely three. Yeah. It's definitely. Three. Oh, okay. So yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll figure that. I'll just probably just, if I, once I figure I'll just do like Athena and then I'll just random the rest of those mm-hmm. two other characters. Now, did you make sure to get 2002 UM or did you just get 2002? Ah, man, that's a good question. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of important. No, no, I think I did get 2002 UM. That okay, was the yeah. one on sale. Yeah, okay. I don't so think you got I the saw right 2002. Watch, I got like 2002 and a half. <laughs> what does the, uh, what's that RPG that does like 2.5? Are you talking about Kingdom Hearts? Yeah, Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I got 2005.1, yeah. 1.5 HD remix. Oh, man, that's funny. So, yeah, 2002 is out. Go get it. Go uh, go play it. Unfortunately, we'll get to that later, but uh, there is a sale right now, but I'm not going to be able to edit this podcast fast enough to be able to talk about the sale. So hopefully people know about the fact that it's down in price on Steam right now. Okay, next thing has to do with... This uh, caught me by surprise, Pringle, but then it made sense to me. It has to mm-hmm. do with Mortal Kombat. So... Cross generation spelled with a K with Mortal Kombat. I love how Mortal Kombat put, will put a K in anything if they can. <laughs> They're those kind of people, man. Mm-hmm. So on November 9th, 2020, the official Mortal Kombat Twitter account announced some news regarding crossplay functionality for MK11 Ultimate. The tweet reads, quote, on November 17th, crossplay with a K will cross again with a K generation. Of course. 
for PlayStation and Xbox players. Toggle the feature and settings to play casual matches with players on PS5, PS4, PS4, Xbox Series X and S, Xbox One as well as in designated online rooms. This feature will not be available on Switch or PC. End quote. NetherRealm Studios has not given players any reason why they opted to leave Nintendo, PC, and Stadia players out of the crossplay circle, at least not for the time being. What do you make of that? That's for one, that's kind of cool. The fact that they're doing crossplay between. So we t- we spoke about I think last week. Crossplay is a thing yeah. that normally the underdog console manufacturer does in order to appeal to its fan base. This is a new generation now. I don't know if you've noticed, Pringle. We we both play on PC, but the <laughs> Xbox Series S and X are out, as well as the PlayStation Five. <laughs> those <laughs> those boxes are out. They're out there in the wild. People are playing stuff, and the fact that you can play MK11 ultimate against your friends on the playstation side and your friends on the xbox side that's that's pretty cool that's yeah that's really good i i mean like i feel like all those games should be like that at this point man but for some reason you know a lot of the japanese devs don't like to pollinate around the xbox side so Hmm. that's why there's not many games that hop on i feel like the xbox side but yeah that's good in regards to Mortal Kombat. they're doing it right man they really are yeah, they're making really, really wise decisions, and it's it's the perfect time because right now crossplay doesn't hurt anybody because the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series console just came out, so there is yeah. no underdog. They're all they're both selling right now at a certain clip, and we won't know exactly who's winning until months down the line once you get through holiday season, all that. So it's it's cool that they're doing it. The exclusion of Switch and PC initially, I thought that was kind of weird, but then I was thinking about it more. I was like, man, that actually makes sense. Because mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat really speaks to console players because it speaks to such a more of a general audience versus hardcore FGC. And I think you and I would agree that hardcore FGC yeah. mostly play fighting games on PC. And obviously some of them play on consoles as well, but a lot of them play to play on PC because of the fact that usually the connection is better and more people are wired and you get better competition. With Mortal Kombat, you know, it's a franchise that it's still you know, it's still very much FGC and there's good competition in it, but it's also a very casual, friendly fighting game. So putting it on a casual, friendly box like the Xbox, like the PlayStation, makes a lot of sense. So having crossplay between those two, I think it's a wise business decision. And I don't really, I don't really mind the fact that they decided not to do it on PC and Switch. It's a little strange, a little odd, but depending on the amount of money that they would have had to spend to do that, or I don't know what what goes behind the scenes there, but it's, um, it, I don't know. It just, it made sense to me why they chose those two consoles and not the others. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like I would say at least in the PC environment, everyone, like we're, we're always our own little group, but I'd say in the switch, it might be not the best endeavor to even go for the switch because for one, I feel, I don't even know how they managed to get more to come on the switch, man. Mm-hmm. I know that and in some countries or something like that. And two, I think it might be just difficult doing more with Mortal Kombat on said console just because of like Nintendo just being Nintendo. So I think it'd be a lot, maybe the, maybe it'd be harder in general to get all that kind of cross-pollination going. But I would say at least in the PC case, we always have our own little group of people in any game we play. So Yeah, I would, I, I would assume, I don't know, I haven't seen the numbers lately, but I would assume that Mortal Kombat is more populated on xbox and playstation compared to pc but i'm yeah. sure there's i'm sure there's people that play it on pc but 
Yeah, I yeah, mean, definitely. it's it's a bummer that it's not crossplay on all three, and I don't know. I mean, Nintendo, uh, who knows what? Has, it's it's kind of weird doing business with Nintendo sometimes. So maybe they just had yeah. a a falling out, and then PC maybe they just saw that the numbers aren't worth it. So I don't know what the reasons are, but uh, yeah, I first of all, this is I think it's really cool the fact that they're doing. What other game has crossplay or has had crossplay at launch? I know this is obviously it's not a completely new game because it's just an expansion with Ultimate after Aftermath for Mortal Kombat, but for Mortal Kombat 11 rather. But the other game that comes to mind is and didn't even get it at launch; it, it got it later. Was Rocket League to have crossplay oh, yeah. across everything, and that was a very popular mainstream game. Everybody got it in that game. Mm-hmm. I think it was also free on playstation yeah. plus there for a second yeah man it was definitely free at a certain point somewhere <laughs> yeah no good on another realm they're doing they're doing mm-hmm. good things they're i think they're hitting out of the park to be honest it doesn't really speak to me but i gotta you know i gotta say i think they're doing a really good job over there lately yeah man i i don't even like more coming and stuff like this makes me want to play the game <laughs> yeah. just because they're doing all the right damn things man mm-hmm. Yeah, Rambo crossplay. I mean, come on, Rambo. Yeah, right. Terminator, <laughs> Rambo, RoboCop, Joker. Good lord. Yeah, they're they're checking all the boxes. Yeah, man. This is a uh, another one. So we got Guilty Gear news. Seems like every week we got Guilty Gear news, don't we? Yeah. We sure talk about this yeah. game a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They really aren't showcasing any of their stuff in an enjoyable way. <laughs> no, but. This this is actually pretty interesting. So they had their developers backyard volume four. And we're talking about Guilty Gear Strive, obviously. So Arc System Works released some information regarding the game that was not aired during the last Guilty Gear Strive showcase stream, which went live last month. Along with some background character details for the new coming characters, Giovanna and Nagoriyuki, the developers backyard had addressed some fan inquiries in the FAQ section. As it has been confirmed previously, Arxis reiterated that there is no ranked match mode and that function is now fulfilled by online lobbies. Furthermore, there is a system that restricts the lobby players or restrict lo- the lobbies players can enter based on their skill level. They have also included systems other than points so that your floor placement is determined not only by the results of your matches, but by the contents of the matches as well, which I kind of like. That's a cool concept. When addressing a question that called back to high-level players in Guilty Gear Exert quitting ranked matches due to having achieved the highest possible rank, Arxis is quoted saying this, quote, There's a special floor only for players with truly top-class skills. This floor has a special system where players lose the right to enter unless they maintain a certain record within a determined time period, end quote. It's almost like the... I don't know, like the Mile High Club, like, <laughs> like the, eh. you, you know, you have to travel for so long in order to get like <laughs> to become the best, and you have to keep traveling to save your spot. Basically, rewarding the players that play a lot and win a lot, and you get you get a special floor with just all killers. That's cool, but it encourages gatekeeping too. Mm. So then you're gonna have people that will never. <laughs> never want to lose that spot <laughs> yeah wow i didn't think about that but so, i mean it's cool it's yeah, competition right. right like you know yeah iron yeah. sharpens iron yeah no nah, you're right but then i just feel like in the case of like see if we were talking about it in a in a in a fighting world right you get your ass beat man you got to come back you got to figure it out you can't run away from getting your ass beat but in this case you can't run away from it. <laughs> you know what right. i mean yeah yeah, yeah. You, you 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 can hit it you can hit that rage quitting 
and be like it, 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 it could be great but it could definitely turn horrible if you just foster a bunch of like rage quitters or they don't have anything for that type of stuff i think it would make for cool streams like if you watch yeah. high level like like god's garden streams right like these are the best players and we get to watch them all it's almost like a top eight every time the best players play because they're all on the same floor yeah that could be really cool yeah man i mean that yeah i, I think that could be really cool in a way yeah it also though remember it's also because i want to look at it from the other way it's also a club and mm. as with clubs anytime there is anything that excludes everyone else you know how that goes yeah it's exclusive <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's exclusive you can't get in you're not good enough it's like all right but i saw i, I saw you get bodied by some lower rank nah <laughs> <laughs> That was during the beta. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> they also added, we've designed it so players can feel proud if they manage to reach and maintain their position at the top level. So, yeah, so it's kind of like how you alluded to. It's basically you, uh, you know, you got to you gotta fight for that spot to maintain it. Mm -hmm. And it's it's a lot harder. The cool, you know, the interesting part is they say a determined time period. Like, what's that time period? 48 hours? A week? Like, what's your what's the winning percentage have to be within that time period? Because... You know, oh, that's true, becoming man. a champion yeah. is hard, but staying a champion is way more difficult, I think. Yeah, man. Especially if it's telling you you have to keep playing. So, like, what if I take a break? I'm going to be kicked out of the club. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what if I lose my computer? Nah, son. Get out of my lobby. Right. The sixth question in Developer's Backyard was one which would which addressed the lobby system, mentioning that this is the first time Arxis has gone away with their arcade cabinet lobby system and allowed players to begin matches wherever they wanted. This resulted in large crowds forming in a single area to the point where no one could tell who matched up with who during the closed beta testing event. Arxis had this to say regarding this concern, quote, We've had the idea of letting players match freely by coming into contact with each other with other battle-ready players without using something like an arcade cabinet, even while making prior games. However, as I'm sure you all know, during the closed beta test, this caused many issues, and it was difficult to initiate matches as a result. We'd like to apologize once more for this. We've reworked the system after the closed beta test, and currently battle-ready players move to a fixed position in the area. You'll be able to see how it works during the next beta test. End quote. So I didn't, I didn't really watch too much beta streams. Was it difficult to... I guess according to them it was, but I guess people were just all bunched up in one area because you could match up everywhere. So maybe yeah, it was from what I, lagging? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, man. From what I saw, everybody's just kind of grouped up, and it looked like a mess, man, like a hot-ass mess. <laughs> so I guess that it helps. I don't, I don't know, man. Just keep going. <laughs> yeah. uh, finally, the question regarding crossplay was also raised, mentioning the exclusion of PC in the matter. Arxis responded to that concern by saying, quote, we've received a lot of requests from the players regarding implementation of crossplay between the PC and console versions. However, there are many problems that need to be overcome before it can be added to the game. At this time, we've decided not to implement crossplay on release. We are, however, looking into implementing it in the future. I hope you can support the game as we work towards crossplay implementation, end quote. In closing, the developer's backyard announced that more details will be shared soon and that the next trailer is scheduled to release on New Year's Day, so stay tuned. Man, dude, <laughs> they suck, man. Like, <laughs> come on, man. They put, like, this wall of text in front of people, and the only people that are going to read it are people that are invested into the game. 
instead of putting or finding a better way to implement this information out for the general public so that people that generally play the game that don't read about all this stuff, the beta, they could have a better way of looking at it. So then the only time they're dropping out more information is via these long, boring-ass explanations that end with some matches at the end or a trailer, which is just a character trailer with no voicing, not even anything that shows you much of the character outside of the visuals. Don't even explain you what the hell the character is or who it is. Come on, man. What is this stuff? Why are they like... I feel like they're like they're walling out their information with text. Yeah, I don't know. Like you said, uh, the hardcore is I don't know, I don't even care that much for Arxis anymore. Which yeah. uh, <laughs> Oh, by the way, actually before I get to my little rant here, let me talk about the other rant I had. Uh yeah, I I uh, I went back and I uh you know how you can check the dates on YouTube as far as analytics. So yeah, man. my channel lost a total of 58 subscribers since uh episode eight <laughs> of <FCI. laughs> yeah uh, because obviously it had a lot to do with me hating on arxis so those are the feet people yeah feet loving people right there <laughs> arxis people they were like i hate you guys and they they bounced and then obviously i had some words for vtubers because i find them extremely cringy so vtuber people left that was pretty funny and a couple of stragglers there, you know, were defending Ultra Chan and Event Hubs. So I thought that was that was pretty funny. So, um, hey, peace out to those people. <laughs> it's all good. I, beyond, like, I really don't care anymore. It's uh, we're allowed to have an opinion, and you know, I might have been a little emotional last podcast, or my last, uh, just because there was a lot of things I just I, I was fed up with. Nah, man, you were fine. You gotta let it out, man. <laughs> you gotta let it out, man. Yeah, but uh, I don't take any of it back. Like, I still think, you know, I like Arxis games just fine, but I think they make some moves that... Here's the crazy part. We're talking about Mortal Kombat. I don't care Mm. for Mortal Kombat at all, man. I don't care. But, man, like, their PR right now is killing it. They're killing the game. They're killing the game. Yeah, man, they're they're so much better. I didn't have to go through a wall of text just to know they're getting crossplay. I had to go through a wall of, like, what Mag just said... Dude, if you tell that to somebody, they're not going to have any interest. This is the general public you're trying to sell it to, man. Come on, dude. Like, Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Like, what is this developer backyard? <laughs> what a backyard? They ain't no hot dogs. Nobody's grilling backyard. So why I'm going to go over there, man? It's, it's stuff like that where I'm like, I remember I watched like Sejan's video of him talking about it. And it's, it's still like this wall of text. It could be easily somebody that works there just putting out a video, recording himself, and making like talking about each and every little different thing, or they could edit it well enough to show it in the video game in itself, like show examples or something. But you serious with this this wall of text you showing me, man? Like this is I don't think that I don't think there's ever been a time before where I know more about a game via reading it mm-hmm. like this than just like someone telling me or showing me the damn footage of the damn game. Yeah. And that's the crazy part. Like, the, why are we hating on Arxis? Is because listen, we play Arxis games. We actually like yeah, them. Man. But dude, their PR sucks. Like, along with yeah, their Twitter, like, it just sucks. <laughs> Such ass, bro. Like, you can't tell me this is like this is good way of of showing people your game. Oh, and the next trailer at the end of what they're talking about is January first, twenty twenty one. What's that trailer gonna be of the last character? <laughs> and then what else are you gonna show me? Because, like, that's how they bone themselves, basically, by character trailers. You know what the YouTube channel is doing right now? It is showing old story of the old previous games. I don't even know how to, how does that help 
strive right now, man. How, dude? Like, I was, I, I've been seeing that, and I'm like, why would I want to know the story of your old games? Like, come on, man. Yeah. It, weird. It, it's just, it's just strange, right? Because, like you said, and I'll be honest, like I read the developer's backyard. It's, it's actually really well put together when you're mm-hmm. reading about Giovanna and Nagaroyuki, and it's got like really cool details. But I'm a hardcore, and. I'm not the guy who's who might you know be walking at Walmart, see the game on the shelf, and be like, "Hey, that's a cool cover art." Like, I know yeah, about man. Guilty Gear, and the people that are watching the the story on the YouTube channel, they're obviously subbed to Arxis, so they should know about Guilty Gear. They should know about Blaze Blue. It's not like they're coming in fresh and they're like, "Whoa, what's this? This is weird." Maybe some are, but it seems like they're really catering to the hardcore with some of these press releases. But then you're catering to like a newer audience with your gameplay. Like, pick a side here. Are you are you gonna make the yeah, game super man. easy, but then make me mine for information online? Like, come on, man. Like, just Dude, pick a it, side. It, exactly. I feel like I gotta go through game facts and look up guides of people that they made <laughs> just to figure out all of the hidden mechanics in the game. Like, yo, man, why? Why are you just not showing us this stuff, man? You should show us all of this stuff. Like, you should you should show like, oh, this is Nagaryuki. And uh, this is this is the character. I think they did that for a certain period with some of the characters, right? But then there's like there's also like show those things in the game, like show what the game has to offer, the mechanics, the modes, all those stuff. Like how like right now, I have I still don't know what the hell's gonna be in that game. <laughs> like I don't know what's it gonna be in it outside of a lobby system. I don't like and uh, characters. What else? We, we maybe a, a story mode, yeah. But like that's. Come on, man. MS you Paint. Know you Don't know forget what? MS Paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? MS. You know what every game needs? They need Tekken Bowling, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They need online Tekken Bowling, bro. Oh, man. Hey, uh, actually, speaking of what's going to be in the game, I forgot to add this to podcast corrections, but uh, remember when I said... I don't, did I, I might have covered it last week, but just in case, I'll reiterate. Remember when I said the tag mode is... Uh, yeah. Or the multiplayer mode is just KOF, like, so it's just... You get to play yeah. three characters. It's actually not KOF. It's actually more like Skullgirls. So it's oh really? Yeah, it's so just you can call it this. Yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So just but a then it's only now. for like PS5 players. So like that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all weird. So I I am pretty sure that if you upgrade your digital copy or your physical copy to PS5 from PS4 you get access to those i don't remember anymore it's all just so whatever i don't even feel like research anymore (laughs) yeah man research why i gotta research this stuff man i'm like dude this reminds me of like when i used to buy video games when i was a kid man except it's like that's what they want me to do like that's how they want us to do it they want us to look at the cover look at the back and read the little the little two sentences Hmm. oh high action frequency jumping powerful moves I'm going to buy this game. Like, yo, that's how they expect us to buy it right now. They expect the general people to buy it, and then they expect the hardcore people to read about it. Like, yo, man, what is this, man? Yeah. Uh, Okay, you know what? To their credit, at least they acknowledge the lobby system that that's a problem. Mm -hmm. So they're fixing that, putting people in fixed positions so there's not just a giant amount of Butter. just you know just it looks like the school of fish you ever like go to the ocean you see a yeah. school of fish just all over the yeah, man. i don't understand why they took away the whole 3d environment to it i felt maybe that's like a i, I think it's time it's i think it's time and money man because they took away because that that whole thing 
could have been also been 3D. You know what I'm saying? Like that could have been like their recent games have been all 3D, BFZ, BB Tag, uh, Rev 2, even Blaze Blue was like top down 2D. So that could have worked too. I don't know why they did this whole like just 2D type of uh system going on for the lobby. Yeah, I don't know. I guess like so it's technically it's it's a pixel lobby, right? It looks 2D, but yeah. I guess the I guess that thing was like actually more expensive to make than what we think. So maybe maybe. Yeah, pixel art can be expensive. I will say though is that them's fighting herd has a has an amazing oh, lobby yeah, system. It does. And, it and does. you know they they uh they they, they dirt poor. So you know <laughs> that's what that you know just saying just saying I've seen their lobby system man I didn't even know about it but I I saw Sajam talking about the lobby system, and then I saw it, and I was like, wow, this is so much better than anything I've seen so far. <laughs> it's so cool, and you can go mine, like, salt in the dungeons or whatever, like, or diamonds. Yeah, man. It's, uh, it's a really, I'm, I'm going to talk about that game here in a little bit, but. Yeah, um, man. Yeah, that game puts a smile on my face, but, uh, I mean, okay, so at least Arxis is acknowledging this. Okay, they're going to put us in fixed positions like normal. No arcades, but whatever. We'll probably be in like a little Yu-Gi-Oh circles, and we'll just yeah, yeah, basically put the. Uh, you ever watch Yu-Gi-Oh when they had uh, they put that card in their little thingy, and then the loser like loses their soul or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. You, are you talking about like when they put the card into like, or when they hit them or something, and their life points get hit? Or are you talking about like the graveyard? Well, so yeah, so like. Remember when they moved away? I don't know why we're talking about Yu-Gi-Oh during a Guilty Gear thing, but that's uh, all good. Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, best fighting game. Yes, it is. <laughs> so I think it was season two. Remember when they went away? They used to fight on these giant platforms, and they used to have like yeah. their own booths mm-hmm. and stuff, right? And then they went away from that. They had the little hand thingies where they would have like they put the the thing on the hands, and you could put your cards on your little uh, I don't know. You almost have like a little platform there on your hand. On your yeah, yeah. Right? Was it something that they tossed? So they well. The, and in order to start a match, you would there was this card, and it would put like a giant circle around the two competitors, and then it would yeah. lock you in there. So you couldn't forfeit, you couldn't do anything. You would have to get somebody's life points to zero. But the loser of the match, I believe, loses their most powerful card as well as their soul. <laughs> okay, so that's what they need to do. <laughs> I'm legit taking soul right here, man. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty fun. I don't remember. I don't think I watched the whole season as a kid, but I remember watching the first few episodes, and uh, I remember a couple of them playing. And uh, I forget what happened, but I remember like they were just incapacitated. Like there was like, oh, that guy's dead or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, dude, I remember that. I think I remember. I, yeah, I'm starting to remember more of that because it was like it's kind of like the Millennium Games in the first season, except it turned into a norm in the second one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't. I don't. Going back to art, just I don't know, man. It's it's really like it. it I, I will say, yeah, props to them for finding different ways of going and approaching their lobby system. But it definitely sounds like they had this set plan and they weren't going to change much from it. As soon as they did it, they were like, we're not going to really change this. We're just going to change pieces and bits of it. But yeah, and I, I, I could say that, yeah, sure, the backyard volume thing is good, but it's still like it's still a one way form of communication. Like, I think it would have been more interesting if they did a live stream and it was like just one person trying to take up convert, like FAQ, like actual questions and trying to respond to them. That would have been a bit more interesting, I'd say. And him showing things in the game as it happens or ask, answering people questions, that would have been pretty cool. That could have been great PR. To kind of like expose the game in a way, but it's it's really it's really cool literature 
for the people that are already invested. Listen, you have mm-hmm. to you have to search for this. If you're not following Arxis on Twitter, if you don't get like me, if you don't get emails about you know Arxis updates, you have to search for this. And I'm yeah. already invested. I'm somewhat of a hardcore when it comes to fighting games, so I saw this get published on their website and start reading it. But for somebody who's, you know, doesn't even know much about Guilty Gear, like they'll never find this. Like there's actually yeah. a lot of really cool facts there about Giovanna Nagarayuki and their background and like, you know, some of their traits. But like you wouldn't know that if you didn't search for this thing. Like we're okay, who's gonna retweet this if they're not a fan of Guilty Gear? Like Joe Schmo ain't getting this on his timeline. He's not gonna be able to find this yeah, anywhere. Man. So it's it is weird because it's really catering to the hardcore people as far as when it comes to information. But when it comes to the general audience, it seems like that's, I don't know, that's not what they're doing. They're, I think they're doing that more so with their gameplay, which is cool. But is that going to alienate us in the process? We don't know yet. I mean, obviously, we've had some some thoughts about their UI and, you know, about some of the gameplay and stuff. But uh, it's still to be seen. April still somewhat pretty far away we still got about five months so yeah and i think that's now you just run me it is up to like five months and i feel like it really show me anything that makes me really want to buy the game <laughs> outside of like i was listening to obama i was uh, one of his streams and uh mm-hmm. he was kind of saying in passing i don't know if he was serious or not but he was he was like you know when you're halfway joking but you also mean it <laughs> yeah yeah dude yeah he was he was saying he's like man you know, I don't even like Plus R that much, but just seeing the community grow and seeing like that it's, you know, a lot of people are having fun with it. I don't really care about Strive coming out now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I have heard that with uh through people. I've also heard people say they don't really like Plus R that much cuz it's too hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. It's true, man. I mean, I don't know what it is, but it, yeah, I like and we also have to hope that the rollback is actually good in Strive. We still don't really know much about it. Yeah, we don't. Um, we'll have to wait for the beta. Oh, so yeah. Because that rollback could be Street Fighter V rollback. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's not Ooh. good. I actually played that. I played Street Fighter V with Zio, who lives in Taiwan, just to test. And, uh, yeah, Teleport City, my friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everybody's a Dalsim player, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, man. That, but, you know, that game, it's, it's, it's stupid fun when it's not like you're not taking it seriously. I, I was playing... Uh, I, yeah, forget, I was playing a couple of people who live in the States... And first of all, the rollback is super noticeable. That's the problem with, I think, that rollback is that unlike, you know, Skullgirls or obviously Plus R and a little bit of KOF, KOF I think is more so because Code Mystic's rollback is like a, it's a mix of delay and you have to really set your frames correct in order to not notice the rollback. Mm -hmm. But with, you know, with Plus R every now and again, if the connection is super bad, like if you live in whatever, the moon then yeah, yeah. like I'll, I'll be able to see the rollback. But with with Street Fighter Five, I think I was playing somebody who's playing out on the West Coast, and dude, I mean the rollbacks. It's just, it's just like, what is going on here? Like, where yeah, are you? I don't know terrible. where you're at right now. On I, the I just assume I just assume everyone's either from Brazil or Mexico at this point, man. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I'm chucking fireballs, and he's right on top of me. He's like, wait a second, where'd you get here? <laughs> yeah, man, it, it's super bad. I don't. <laughs> it is so bad, dude. It's pretty lacking, but as far as the, the, this last part, th- this is the the most problems I have with the Arxis developers blog or backyard rather is uh, this little part, and this will sound familiar to anybody who was excited for Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. How they're saying about crossplay, not at this time, but hey, maybe support the game. 
and we'll see about adding it in the future. Remember when Persona fans were like, hey, Crosstag is cool. Is there any plan to bring, you know, a Persona 5 Arena or maybe a, another Persona 4 Arena game for Atlas and, and Arxis to collab on? And remember when Arxis said, I mean, yeah, technically, but let's see how Crosstag Battle sells <laughs> and then you know if it sells very well that's when we can start looking at further possibilities with persona 5 arena listen i don't think any developer i'm not stupid enough to think that any developer wants to fail but when it comes to selling enough to have a reason to make another game like persona 5 arena listen they set themselves up for failure with cross tag battle yeah, they knew they perfect, weren't going to yeah. sell a lot of copies they knew that from the start like Come on, man. They knew that they once people... Too, man. Yeah, yeah man. They, they knew that once people got their hands on cross-tag battle, some would like it, but a lot of people would be like, nah, I'm good. Like, it might have the characters that I want to play in it, but yeah, no, this is not my cup of tea. I'll go play something else, Undernight or whatever. And that's what you saw happen. That's why you have three people playing that game right now. So we never did get another Persona game. Instead, we got Grand Blue Fantasy, which, you know, obviously seems to be doing somewhat well, but whatever. Like, with this, I wouldn't, let's say, let's say, with crossplay for Guilty Gear on PC, don't hold your breath. I just don't see it happening because let's say the game, well, okay, what do we know about the game? It's beautiful in motion. We know that the gameplay is somewhat different. We know that it's a little confusing depending on the console that you're playing on as far as what you get. We know it has rollback netcode, but we don't know how good. And we know that it has 15 characters. And for the most part, they're pretty diverse. So you have you have some positive and negatives there. What does that mean for sales? I don't know. And what does that mean for enough sales to warrant to start working on crossplay for PC? I really don't know. But like I said, I wouldn't hold my breath. Mm-mm, dude. The way they like, yeah, that I mean, like the whole Evo already, and they were putting it on their and the game on a sticker, man. It's like, man, if you guys want to sell more, you gotta put more into your PR, bro. Like, that's it. Like, like, have you seen how many times Raid Shadow Legends pops up, man? <laughs> yeah. God damn, that's what they because they're putting so much money into their PR and it works for them, dude. It's like if you put I've seen games where instead of putting they put more money into the PR than certain other aspects. And the games sell better because of that. They're not like, I, I feel like they're like, they're thinking so comfortably, man. They're like in this, I'm sitting in my Final Fantasy Dragon Quest Ivory Tower over here. <laughs> Pokemon, even better Pokemon Tower. And anything I drop is going to sell millions of copies. It's like, hell no, it's not, man. No <laughs> come on, dude. You're not a necessity to the video game experience, man. Like, come on, man. You, you got to put more into it. Hey, you know, it's the April will come here. And then we're going to get Strive, and then we'll be like, okay, what do you have to offer? And that's when we can really judge it. But based on just the preliminary promotion for this thing, I don't know. It ain't good. Here's, here's the thing, too, man. If we if you have Action Core plus the rollback, and rollback ain't as good in Strive, but we got Action Core, people are going to be like, man, I'll just, just play some Action Core. Yeah. <laughs> hey. Hey, man, good luck to Guilty Gear. Good luck to Arxis. I hate your Twitter, but I, I do like your <laughs> I hate your company, I hate your Twitter, but I hope the best happens. <laughs> right? Now we move on to the fighting game topic of the week. And Pringle, remember when we dedicated basically a whole 90-minute segment a couple of weeks ago to Tekken 7? Yeah. I was really optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Like, I really wanted... 
I really wanted to be to to have this be almost like a reformation for for how I mm-hmm. feel about the game. But uh, I don't know. I think this is Tekken's last hurrah, to be honest. Yeah. So after being rumored the whole week leading to Tekken Seven Season Four DLC, or rather season, was announced on November seventh, twenty twenty, and released three days later on November tenth. The four-season pass of the game is packed with a decent amount of content, which includes playable character Kunimitsu 2, new stage Vermilion Gates, overall balance update to the complete roster, UI update including menus and life bars, rollback netcode improvement, Wi-Fi indicator, Tekken prowess system, new rank system, limited time Pac-Man arena stage to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Pac-Man. That's how you celebrate Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Also, it would have been cool if he was a character in the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have been nice. Uh, Tekken 7 Season Pass 4 is currently available for $14.99 on all platforms the game is currently available on. So I guess let's talk a little bit about the Season Pass before we get to the Hollywood question of the week. Sure. Um, listen, uh, first of all, the fact that it's it's really cheap. You know, remember how we were talking about Season Passes and stuff? We're so we're not getting like a a bunch of characters with the season pass. This is a mostly just like a love and care package, almost like hey, some yeah. some balance changes. Uh, we got new UI and Wi-Fi indicator, better netcode, and only two characters are going to be in the season pass. But it's only fifteen dollars. So I think overall that's a fair price. And had they come out with you know twenty nine ninety nine, people would have still bought it, right? So it's cool. Yeah. I mean, they they didn't really take advantage of people's want to play Kunimitsu and get all this cool stuff. So I like the fact that they did that. As far as you know, the the improvements, uh, I'll say this: I I tested it all week leading to a leading to this podcast. So we I've only had about four days or so to test it, but I played. I tried to play as wide a variety of of people that I could initially when I tried it. I played West Coast, and I had desyncing issues, and then I played some randoms from North America. I don't know where they were, but it didn't say Wi-Fi, and I I didn't desync, but it was, you know, it was all right. It it wasn't like super laggy, but it wasn't what I'm used to either. With it just kind of felt like the same, like the same Tekken. Like that's kind of how I remember <laughs> how I remember yeah, playing man. Tekken. And then I played Zio, who lives in Taiwan. Uh, that's unplayable. It's still unplayable. Mm-hmm. Of course. And I had I had some problems. So what I did was, okay, I turned off VSync in my graphics card. I turned off VSync in the game. Didn't work. I ended up uninstalling the game, reinstalling the game, and I tried some more matches. And it improved a little bit. Then I played Midwest to Midwest. It felt like, you know, decent delay. And then the most recently, I played you, and you're out on the West Coast, and it was actually pretty seamless. Mm-hmm. It, it felt like really good delay netcode. Like it wasn't. Yeah. I had a couple like our the second match that we had. There were a yeah. couple just like really quick stutters there that I was like, "Ooh, okay, yeah. I felt that." But like for the most part, it was fine. Like it was, it it wasn't unplayable. Like it wasn't gonna make me quit the game because of netcode. So. You know, I think it had to do with because obviously we're both wired. I don't know if people are found, already found a way to maybe cheat the systems and the people that are playing. Yeah, with Wi-Fi. Man, so I don't know, but also it could be with the fact that I reinstalled the game. I'll say this, man. Um, 
Actually, before we get to Hollywood question of the week, let's. What do you think about? I know you play a little bit of Tekken Seven. What do you think about season four? Man, I'll be honest with you, man. I thought like that stuff. Like what you said, two characters or one character? Two characters. Man. What's the other one? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. No. So like, I'm basically paying for like, I guess like two stages because a new character will probably come with its own stage yeah. and like was it seven dollars and fifty cents each character? Because like, I feel like all that stuff, the balance. That should just be like given, man. Like I personally, mm-hmm. like, like I, I, I don't know. Like I, I, Skullgirls, that stuff was given to us. Like the update of the menu and the life bars. Uh, all they really did is like change some of the music and the the main menus, like the stuff that happens in the background. Um, the life bar, man. I'll be real with you, man. After playing you, I still don't feel much of a difference. Like <laughs> maybe I can take one more snake edge hit. That's like it. But, like, I remember I hit you with a combo and it still did, like, 50% of your health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so I'm like, that's still a lot of damage, personally. If he eats two of those, he's dead. So maybe I, I know that the improvement helped. People say it does. So it does, I guess. I I would still say that the damage is still very high, personally, for me. But I don't know, man. Maybe. I don't know, Tekken. But I, I don't like being able to get hit in, like, one combo and lose half my health. That's not... That's my preference. I don't. Yeah, um, I don't feel this the life scaling. To be honest, it, it feels the same to me. I don't feel any difference in. Yeah, the, man. It, I, they, listen, they added five health to the game, and then they said that they they were scaling the things that you can do on balcony, floor, and wall. Ah, okay. I don't feel that. It's still super high. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know, man. I I think I hit you with some high damaging stuff, and I was like, nah, none of this stuff. I even practiced it before a little bit, and it it still felt like. It was less, of course, but it still felt like a lot. Like it's like going from ten to nine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what it felt like. Um, and I will say that the game, like I first opened it up and I was like, oh yeah, this game, like everything just feels laggy in this game, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's it's just the input delay. So when we played, it it was better. Like I could definitely say I think it's better because I also played another buddy, Oblivious. I played him and it was better, but I would still say that like I got used to it. Like, so it's not as good as I wish it would be still. And I don't think it ever will be. It's definitely not uh, seamless now. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely not like I can just press things and it works. No. Like, nah, it's not like that. So, so I don't know, man. The $15, I guess you could say it's like a good price for two characters in two stages. But there's also a part of me where like all that stuff feels like it should have just kind of came with it, man. Everything else. I don't know if you add everything to the season four, like, the balance and all that. I feel like that stuff should have been in the game to begin with, especially a Wi-Fi indicator, these rollback netcode improvements, the UI updates, a ranking system that nobody's going to care about. I know for a fact because it's in numbers. And so here, I think number systems and ranks is not that good personally because it works in such high numbers. So I don't know if you ever played. Uh, I remember, remember when you said you played Final Fantasy VI, right? Mm-hmm. You see how, like, the numbers are, are kind of big? Like, you hit somebody, and it's, like, 50, 60 in the beginning. Imagine those numbers, like, later in the game, they go to the thousands, man. And it's, like, as soon as it goes to the thousands, personally, I feel like it starts losing any of the effect it has. Mm-hmm. So, in Dragon Quest, the numbers are much smaller. And I like smaller numbers because it makes 10 feel like a big-ass number. Mm-hmm. 10 is a big number. But 10,000 is a huger number. But then you... You compare it to like if you if the range was one to ten, that range is like okay seven is ridiculous. But then you got a range from a thousand. It's like what happened to Maple Story, man. Yeah, the numbers are so humongous. So it's like I can't like 
it it sucks keeping up with that. And I see the prowler system, and I'm like, man, you got like 120,000 points. I'm over here like 70,000 points. Nobody gonna care about those. I, points, yeah, man. I don't even Great. know what that means, really. Like, it's... yeah, man, that, <laughs> that definitely does not help beginners. I'll tell you that. Much. My or name is Red. Okay. <laughs> yeah, man, ranking is name by names is easier. Knowing when you're gonna rank up is easier because it's smaller, usually points. I think the higher is like three thousand or something like that, or like like you get points in like a hundred increment, mm. hundred points or so increments, or whatever. So that stuff works. So I see the prior system and I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. That I feel like that still is like some added tack on crap. That is tacky, man. Personally, it is. It is a little underwhelming, but we kind of knew that going in that this mm-hmm. season pass is. Uh, listen, this is why I think this is Tekken's last hurrah. The last character we're gonna see come out for Tekken 7 is going to be the last Tekken character. Um, I don't see... Oh, word? I, I mean, I personally don't see a Season 5 for this game. I don't see a need for it either. Yeah, I I personally did not want Season 4. I was okay with them leaving the game at Season 3 and, and just, you know, move on to another project, hopefully Tekken 8. Or if you want to explore something else, that's fine too. But I felt that this is maybe trying to make amends for Season 3. I, yeah, it probably is. And right. maybe try to get Tekken 7 out. Get the lasting impression of this game to be a little bit better than what Season 3 did for it. Because I think Season 3 really uh, it killed. Not killed, but it, it certainly it put a stain on this game's legacy, in my opinion. It's one of those weird cases where I'm like, I don't, wanna, I don't want Tekken 7 anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. just go to the next one. Usually, it's like, I want a game to stay. Like, let's not make another 6, 8, 10, 20, 35, whatever, man. Let's stick with the current thing and make it better man nah not this one make it recycle this sucker and put it and get a new one in man i don't i don't know like it's i don't know. i yeah all right yeah season four is very underwhelming you know how there's a there's a rule on television like series yeah. where it's like the magic of six like six seasons is the magic number for any television yeah. show and if oh, that's so true if you go over you're more likely to to lose what you had in like the the first six. It doesn't happen very often that you can get a television show to go ten seasons and it's still as good season one through six compared to seven through ten. You get some of them, like maybe like Married with Children or something like that, but like they're anomalies. So yeah. with fighting games, shit, maybe NRS has it right. Maybe it's two. <laughs> maybe it's two. <laughs> Dude, Could be two maybe, years. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's the fact that like what happens with a lot of the Japanese games is that it feels like it overstays its welcome because they don't capitalize on the great things about it. You know, I this is what I was thinking. I was actually really optimistic. I I really Pringle. I really wanted to get back into Tekken. Like I play Tekken. I have a, <laughs> I've I have eleven close to twelve hundred hours in this game. I've I owe this game a lot. I've met you know lifetime friends playing this game. And uh, the the game did a lot for me, so I really I, I adore Tekken Seven. It's a, it was a really monumental game for me in this console generation. And I when I was playing, and you know, four days into it, and I you know I was kind of just reflecting. I was like, and then I talked to my buddy, who I also, by the way, met through Tekken Seven. I was like, you think it's over? I was like, it's over, bud. It's I, <laughs> it's over, man. Shoot it and put it down, yeah. man. <laughs> it, and it's sad too. Like it, it, the realization. Like we both came to the same conclusion, and we haven't spoken about it. And then we were talking, and the, you know, he's just like, "Yeah, it's it's just it's not the same, is it?" And I was just like, "Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely missing." You know, 
it had a soul, and I'm not saying Tekken 7 doesn't still have a soul. It has an inkling of a soul, but man, it's uh, you really got to dig for it now, man. Yeah, I don't know what that soul is, man. <laughs> it's it's a bummer. I I was thinking about it, and it that this is why this is the Hollywood question of the week is uh, you know, have you ever fallen out of love with a fighting game? And if so, what was the reason or realization? And uh, Pringle, it, it sucks to say, I have to say, but I, I've, as I, so I, I held on hope, right? Because I knew, <laughs> I, I held on hope because I, I hated season three and I really, I felt almost betrayed by Bandai Namco and Tekken 7 for what they did with the game because they took away something that I loved. And season four, when I read all that, you know, you can go back, check out that podcast. I was really optimistic. I wanted to get back into it. They seemed to say all the right mm-hmm. things. And when I got it, they did technically deliver on what they said but they didn't do it in the same capacity that i thought it was gonna make the same the the amount of impact that i wanted and because of the hope that i had for season four when i got the realization that season four is here and i tried it i i was like i I started thinking i was like i yeah i've really i've fallen out of love with tekken 7 it's just uh this is it and uh it's sad man like it's it's a bummer to to like put it into words and perspective because dude like i uh i really love this game and it came it really came to me as like i don't i've played 1200 hours of this game and as much as i enjoy playing brian fury and as much as i enjoy playing you know paul phoenix and messing around with lee or kazia stuff like at the end of the day like i'm a character loyalist and i i want to play lily because i it's she's really fun for me i like moving with her she has a cool game plan and i've gotten to the point where like man i i just I don't want to play other characters to be able to win, but I just want a chance to compete. And I, I don't feel like I can compete with Lily. I don't think she, the game doesn't give me an option to really compete with her anymore. And I don't, I don't really feel like I want to play Fakum Ram or Leroy or Kunimitsu or any other character because it's just, it's not the same for me. Like I, I'd rather play something different and kind of like put the memories in the past of like having a really good time with this game. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's over. Like it's, um, it's just a bummer, man. Like it, it's over. <laughs> it's the end of Evangelion out here, man. Yeah. Just have a head, uh, <laughs> a head of, of Lily in the water while we're <laughs> staring at it. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that was my realization when I saw the changes for season four and I was just like, this game is uh it's season three but it's slightly better it's just it's not enough it's the i don't know i just couldn't do it anymore at this point i've gone to a i've gone to a stage where i i rather learn a new character and be able to learn how to compete in a new game versus change the way i out the way i look at tekken in order to be able to play it for whatever hundreds more hours to to add to my already 1200 like that's why i think it's just uh it's over it's you know i'm it's sad but it's also cool like you know i i did get my money's worth with that game i played i played it for a long time but it's uh it's just not the same it's not the same game i fell in love with like in season one it was it was so fun to play you know get away from the honeymoon period which was which was fun obviously but it felt like it felt like anybody could compete that's why i loved it like you had really good characters in that game and you had really bad characters in the game, but you didn't know, like at the end of the day, you really didn't know. Like it's very 
close to like like mixed martial arts is yeah. I think one of the only sports where you get two guys or two girls locked into a cage. You have an inkling of an idea of what's going to happen, but you don't really know. Versus when you have like like an eighth seed in the playoffs in basketball play the first seed. Yeah, that's true. It's yeah, like yeah. I kind of know the outcome here. Steph Curry's going to drain a bunch of threes, and they, these guys are going to get bounced in four or five games. But like in a cage fight, you you know you have an underdog and you have a favorite, but like you know this is a fight. Like you don't really know what's gonna happen. Somebody gonna get cut. Somebody gonna slip and fall. Is he gonna get choked out? Like you don't know. <laughs> yeah, with with Tekken Seven Season One, you didn't know. You knew characters had some advantages, right? Dragonov, Jack, Kazumi mm-hmm. were really strong, but you had sleepers in there. Like Fang, you know, obviously mm-hmm. Lily, and you had Katarina was doing some work there for a bit. Obviously, you had Panda win. I mean, and still the the Mishimas are still really good. And then, mm-hmm. and then season two, it started buffing the damage a little bit, not but not not to a point of like season three. They buffed the the system as far as how much damage you can do. The wall carry was still roughly the same. And then season three is when they added like crazy wall carry and crazy damage. And that's when you really saw those characters that could compete in one and two. They're not viable in three. And to be honest, I don't think they're viable in four either. So unless you're a part of the meta, then I think it's going to be an uphill climb. And if, if listen, if you're up for the challenge, that's absolutely fine. Like, I don't, I don't think that's a problem. But man, at 1,200 hours in, I'm not up for the challenge anymore. Like, <laughs> dude, that's I want a new challenge. Yeah, I, man, I will say I thought the balance was still relatively fine outside of the Leroy thing, but I just don't know. I, I stopped playing after season two, man. Uh, midway through season two, I just kind of stopped. I just kind of fell. I, I fell out of love with it too, man. So I, I could use Tekken, man, too, as the example. I fell out of love with it because after a while, it just felt like a slugfest. I don't know. That's the only way I could say it because it felt more like everything is just like maybe the netco not being good didn't really help it very much and playing it offline still felt like crap on ps4 when i played it in my scene it still felt like crap on ps4 dude so that didn't help it either so i didn't like how like it just felt so slugfested like it's like i hit they hit i hit i hit they hit they hit something back and forth basically right Mm -hmm. and i felt like movement isn't to encourage as much in seven uh, because it's like it's it's slower so i wanted like the more i played the more i wish movement was better like tag two better like busted ass better like that's why i wish tekken was busted like the movement is just ridiculous like because i spent so much time doing movement i should be able to like be able to move around so many things but there are so many moves that just track left or right or some that don't even they're not even like supposed to track and then they hit like uh, sidestep left or sidestep right side so after a while, I started getting kind of angry at the game. And I was like, yeah, man, this, this game is just not that fun, man. It just feels like a slugfest, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the combo damage is, like, it was, it was so hard. It was so uh, so much damage, man. I, I was playing right around the time Geese was around and people figured him out. So, like, I stopped playing around that time. And, and Akuma was annoying. Geese hit, like, a truck. That wasn't very fun. And then, and then I stopped and... So, you know, we played yesterday, man. I'll be honest, man. I played, I played and I was like, I had a little bit of fun, but then I was like, man, I really don't like this game no more. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you felt that. I, I, I feel like you felt it. Yeah. When I was playing you, I don't know, man. I felt, I definitely felt it though, man. 
Yeah. I mean, it didn't help that we both had a crash on either side, right? Yeah, dude, you crashed. I, I, we didn't even play the game for like an hour and it already crashed. Mm-hmm. So I was like, uh, and then the, the the things that, okay, so the things that really bugged me, well, that thing that broke the camel's uh, hump or the back or whatever is the things like the load times. They're so gross, mm-hmm. man. Like, get ready for the next battle. And it's just like, dude, like, come on, man. I just want to get to the next game. And it would just kill my high every time. It's like, it's like just killing my vibe, man. The low times are so gross. Sometimes in online matches, once it gets ready for the next battle, I have to wait. Like the character portraits, I'm sitting there for like a couple minutes, man. Like these are legit minutes. I'm just waiting there. I'm like, this is like, um, it's just horrible, man. <laughs> Go get some cereal. <laughs> yeah, man. Make a sandwich over the time it's telling you about like the characters. It seems and- longer. But then again, I haven't played Tekken 7 in so long. So I might have yeah. just forgotten how long it was. It felt long too, man. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Damn, this is like, I, it's not. It's enough time for us to convert, converse between loading the match. Like that's absurd, mm-hmm. man. That's too much goddamn loading." And I don't know, man. Like, and then after a while, it just felt like the stuff. Whenever I learned something new, it didn't really feel much more worthwhile. The more I played, like nothing felt new anymore. As weird as that is to say, and I know there's a lot more I could have learned about other characters, but. After a while, every character starts kind of playing the same, and the yeah. damage is just so high. So it's like, why would I step out of being flowchart? Yeah. So it's like, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it just didn't... Like, I feel like the thinking game in that game is like... It's not really inspiring anymore. I remember... Yeah, man. I remember I, w- I remember the pork chop TMP you did. And the one thing he said that I didn't like that is true, too, is like the armored moves. You have some armored moves that, like bounce on walls too and all this kind of stuff floor break yeah man i don't even really like rage drive that much either man i mean like rage arts or whatever it's like there's so many like stealing moves too man floor breaking through rage art like yeah through armored moves and stuff and ah man i just i don't know man i just don't like any of that stuff after a while dude and you know what's wild too is that they made raven so much better because added her like she has actual back turn mitts up grab combinations and more safe stuff mm-hmm. but still that's not enough for me to play they didn't even buff her knee man which is like <laughs> the more important part man do you know how good that butt that butt could be for whiff punishing but no they still didn't even buff it so, <laughs> no, so like no I, knee buff no 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 premium. i was actually cracking up because i think it was during the third match maybe <laughs> right before we yeah, crashed man. the first time is uh i you knocked me down and then I tech rolled right, and then you did the knee, and it, it like it, it like whiffed right in front of my face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, no knee buffs, man. I'm like, I'm trying to use the button, but they don't want it. They don't want it to be good, man. Oh, That's what it is. I dude. started laughing right mid match. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. I don't. I I definitely. I really liked the game in the beginning, man. It was. I don't know what it was, but so I didn't intend to play it. I, a friend bought it for me, right? Mm-hmm. My, the buddy Manny, good friend, right? He bought it for me, and I was like, I don't want to play it at all because I was like, I don't want to get into a new game, man. I don't want to spend more time with that. And I played more, and I was like, Yo, this game is actually real fun, man. And then I get more and more into it. And then I, because I used to use uh, uh what was my first uh, Oscar, right? Mm-hmm. I used her at the beginning, and then I dropped her because she's so defensive. I just picked a random character, and I went with Raven, right? Because and then I figured out she's super cool because she has like all this back turn stuff, all this really dope in depth stuff. And then after a while, I just kind of like, I felt like. Like, so, for instance, one thing I don't like is that even the combos feel the same. So, there's nothing really that different when I play the character. 
and they nerfed some things that make her kind of good in whiff punishing. But then they like they make it, they made her more aggressive out of her back turn. And then I don't know what it is, but it just feels more slugfested. Like the more I play it, the more I just feel like movement isn't that important. And in the case of Tekken, you got like especially when you got armored mid moves like that don't help either, man. Like, <laughs> like, dude, come on, man. Yeah, I think the game it's just it kind of outlived its magic. You know, it's yeah, man. it's just old now, and I know a lot of people still really enjoy it, but uh, I just I felt that it. It just it really lost something along the way, and I think it happened in between season two and season three, and and I don't know, it's just it's definitely not the same, but it's you know I think it still speaks to plenty of other people, just yeah, not to me anymore. It's and it sucks, but uh, you know at least the good thing I could say about it is that it did speak to me for uh, like over two years, and I I spent a long time playing that game and I really enjoyed my time playing that game. So hopefully they, uh, there is no season five. I would just like to see them move on from this game. That's what I, I'm really thinking that that's what they're going to do and, uh, just move on to another project. And hopefully they learn some lessons with this game and they, they really make Tekken eight closer to what Tekken seven used to be compared to what it has become. It almost feels like lightning in a bottle, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's what it is. Yeah. It's definitely lightning in a bottle, dude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think I said it last, or not last, uh, when I did State of the FGC of 2017. I, mm-hmm. I think Tekken 7 had a huge role in elevating the FGC because of mm-hmm, the fact yeah. that so many people were soured. Remember 2016? Like, what, what, what did we have in 2016? You had Street Fighter V, you had Ugh. KOF 14 before the graphics up res, and then you have Central Fiction. Like those games, I'm sorry, but like tech with uh, Street Fighter Five, the way it came out, that's people were soured on that. KOF 14, people were hating on the graphics, and Central Fiction, I think either just came out or maybe it was still in Japanese arcades, but I know it was being talked about. Listen, man, those games aren't enough, and the, like the 2016 was a bad year, in my opinion, for fighting games. It was it was not a good year at all. And then when 2017 came out and we got Tekken 7, it I think it like rejuvenated the scene. People were just like, wow, this, this game is really, really good. And people were flocking to it and it, it had a lot of traction. It, it really had incredible magic and an incredible community behind it. And it still kind of does, but it definitely fizzled. So I, uh, I would like to see them be able to maybe recapture it with Tekken 8 or whatever the next project is. But yeah, I think yeah. that's that's the end of the road for me with Tekken 7. Yeah, yeah, man. I was about to say right quick though. It, it's almost like we had such we ate some dirty ass food, and we used Tekken Seven to wash the stain, the nastiness out of a mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's one of the reasons though that made Tekken Seven so much better to us. When you think about it, we had such a bad taste in our mouth, and then we had mouthwash afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? You really don't want to mess with mouthwash normally, but when you eat some gross, you really want mouthwash. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was something in it too, man. But yeah, it definitely fizzled. Lightning in a bottle, man. Yeah. But in uh, in other news, I don't know if you saw this. It was actually right before season four dropped. Yeah. And I, I wasn't actually going to make this a topic, but I figured, you know, it's technically part of the storyline. So let's talk about it. It seemed that the European Bandai Namco branch was giving early access of early access to season four to select content creators. And it left the rest of the community outside looking in. And people on Twitter, they took it to to Bandai Namco and they were like, hey, this is unfair. You know, we work really hard for this game too. 
You got a bunch of people talking about it on Twitch saying, you know, I I put in a lot of time for this game and the fact that other people are getting preferential treatment. I know one of the people that got early access was the guy from the UK. Uh, I think his name is uh, Legendary Mihawk or something like that. He's like oh. the, whatever, the One Piece character. That's his name. And yeah. he makes tutorials and stuff. And anyway, this person here, his name is Right Wing Warrior 99 on Twitter. Mm-hmm. He he at Harada, right? He he went at Harada and he was like, "Hey, I'd really like to hear what Harada has to say about Bandai Namco EU and Bandai Namco Nordic giving season 4 early to a couple of streamers and leaving the rest of the community out in the cold. All the other faithful streamers being shut out feels like they don't matter at all to them." So Harada responded saying, it's a horribly nonsense operation. I don't understand the marketing sense of the European team. Also, you should stop thinking that I'm giving some instructions to every corner of the world from one to a hundred like God. <laughs> Bruh, but you're the, like, who is supposed to know? You're the leader. Yeah, of so of course Harada always like, has to on, be kind of, he's, he's, so, he's so snarky on Twitter. <laughs> Dude, yeah, man. It's like, how are we supposed to know, man? We don't have any other reference point in the Bandai Namco scene. And who the hell? I don't know anyone else in Bandai Namco outside of Arada and Murray. So, yeah. that's not. So, you know, I, I think, obviously, this isn't good. The fact that you have your... Uh, Bandai Namco is a huge company, but you got to be able, be able to have some sort of communication across the board. Is like, hey, yeah, man. no matter what branch you are, in the Netherlands, in whatever, Germany, in California... And, you know, I don't know, Japan, hey, let's not give season four early access to mm. select people because the other ones are going to feel resentment towards us because we didn't give it to them. So, yeah, it, it it was a weird decision. And the fact that then they they're just like, yeah, I don't know why they did that. It's like, OK, so you're telling me your your left arm can't speak to your right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, dude, I was about to say that. So you're you're giving yourself an excuse over here. You you don't know what's going on over there. Sound like you're a bad boss, mm-hmm. man. You should probably have an idea of what's going around in the other locations. Or should you should have somebody tell you, somebody find out. Like Yeah, man. I don't know. That that was that was weird. Uh I don't necessarily blame the people that got it, right? Because they yeah, were hey, just take it, man. Yeah, they're going to take it. They're going to make content with it and people were going to watch so it's, it's it's more on the people that work at the eu and nordic branch to give that stuff out to select people and be like hey mm-hmm. do whatever you want like they they were just uh given an opportunity and they seized it so i'm not really hating on the streamers or content creators to that use early access footage but i don't know it it was not not a good look by bandai namco but uh harada response is a very harada ish response so yeah do? it's not, it's almost like he's talking only about himself or like, like he's only speaks for himself mm-hmm. and not the company really i think that thing did suck though that they gave people two day early but i was just wondering man it just gave me a thought how often does that even really happen like who who goes out their way to get a an already released game and early access to a season pass type of thing you know yeah i didn't really think about it. you get early access games right but yeah a seasonal pass of a game like that like what am i really like for a content creator that gives them some cash in the pocket honestly but for the rest of us that just makes me have the game two days early what the hell am i gonna i'm not gonna get that much better in two days early honestly like it's i'll be real with you i don't even think it has much value i think it's grimy that they gave it to people earlier 
but two days earlier is like whatever really yeah well i mean at one point like yeah you're probably not gonna get substantially better in two days but you know it's still somewhat of a leg up because i don't know if you saw that pdf file that they released the amount of balance changes that they have that yeah. there's a lot there but also like just you could copy paste that pdf to anything uh-huh. and go on stream and be like look at all these balance changes and like you you already have access to this when other people don't. I don't know. I just don't think it's a good look. For, uh, it's it's just also a weird thing to do for a season pass this late in the game too. It's just like what? Yeah, yeah, man. This game has been out for years, man. And I'm including I'm including the arcade time. So I mean, they're talking about like y'all got it early. I mean, Japan Bing got this game early. They should Japanese people should be like ten times better than everybody <laughs> right now. If you ask me, but obviously they're not. <laughs> yeah, this game is. It's three and a half years old when it comes to console release, but it's almost six years old when yeah, we talk about arcade. So it's an old game. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. Oh, else. So that was the fighting game topic of the week. Uh, game sales. I alluded to this at the top of the show. There are a bunch of game sales right now. There's Steam sales, but it ends on the 16th, and knowing me, I'm not going to be able to turn around this podcast fast enough, so I'm not even going to read them. But uh, the sales are pretty good. I don't think they're nearly as good as the, some of the sales we've had previously. But uh, they're decent. So if you're on Steam, you got a fighting game sales, and they have all sorts of good deals there. So hopefully you already know about it. But uh, if you don't, RIP. Okay, listener questions. We don't have a baker's dozen. I think we have nine. So close enough. Zio on Patreon asks... So oh, he made me go on a wild goose chase with this one. So he asked when's kof 15 what he did was he put when on patreon he put kof on youtube i think he put the x on discord <laughs> and he put the v on twitter <laughs> so oh, man. yeah he really he really made me look uh look at all those platforms for that sentence this dude man yeah he also has a question for you so maybe we can do this next week so he says, you snooped around other podcasts and gave some opinions. Is it all possible to have Pringle listen to the first 15 minutes of the latest episode of the Event Hubs podcast? Should be episode 138 and have him give his unfiltered reaction. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I'll do that, man. I'll, I'll give it a shot. I can last. I can usually listen through the whole podcast. If, as long as I'm doing whatever I'm doing, I could go through the whole thing. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know the next week then. Yeah. You, Probably going to be due to though. You might struggle with uh eh to to listen to the whole thing like remember i only listened to about six minutes that's all i could last so he's asking you to listen to the first 15 minutes i don't know what they're talking about you know what i'll do is i'll listen to i'll also listen to the first 15 minutes and uh i'll have i'll be able to to know what you're talking about when you give your reaction uh metal 777 on youtube asks what about your thoughts on mugen as an engine and games made on it like capcom universe also what are your thoughts on annie and Skullgirls. Mugen's cool. You ever watch Salty Bet? Oh, man, I love Salty Bets, dude. I'm a, I am try to make it like a, a Christmassy tradition where I start watching it more so in December. Mm-hmm. It's really good. For some reason, I don't know. I feel like it's better in December. Maybe they do like more <laughs> Christmas-themed stuff. Like the backgrounds have like it's fun. Uh, snowflakes and stuff. Yeah, Salty Bets is awesome. I like it, man. Yeah. No, Mugen's cool. It's uh, I don't know about making a, a game like that in an engine. I, I'm not too familiar with Capcom Universe, but I mean, I, Mugen is, it's a fun, like, 
whatever. <laughs> like you want like you want to watch some some craziness. Like let's go watch some Mugen. Like that's that's what I yeah. do usually. So that's why Salty Bed is so fun. But it's uh, I'd say it's got tier in like those combo breaker mystery tournaments. Oh yeah, side tournament. Oh dude, so good. It's mm. funny. And he also asked about Annie and Skullgirls. I don't know. He says your thoughts on Annie and Skullgirls. I'm not sure if he means is this character ever coming to the base game or what do you think about the character itself? I don't know much about Annie. Uh, Annie is kind of like uh, she's somewhat similar to like Soul if uh, and Guilty Gear. Huh. He has soul movements. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that that's cool. Personally, I am glad to have another character. Skullgirls need more characters, to be honest, man. I, I like the twelve, but it would do so much better if it had at least like I'd say probably twenty characters. Twenty quite characters would probably be like a perfect fit. Especially if there was more characters that were kind of as potent as Big Ben as an assist character, which would be nice. Mm. Um, but Annie looks cool. I mean, I don't really have much to say about her, but she's in the mobile game, so you can play the mobile game and she's in it. Personally, I don't. I I know this may sound messed up, but I don't know the direction of Skullgirls anymore, and I kind of don't trust it as much since Mike Z's not in it anymore. <laughs> yeah, I maybe can say that the company that will work on Skullgirls now might care much for it, but I know that when Mike Z was working it at the time before all that stuff happened, he was giving it constant, uh, almost like weekly updates on little things here and there. And I was hoping that he would nerf uh, double and all that stuff, but it didn't happen. So, you know, I'm kind of sad about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike Z. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah I, I think she'll be cool though when she drops I, I, have you even seen her uh Mac? i seen yeah a little bit uh yeah. she's slated for next year right yeah if i don't know i personally can't even like believe in anything anymore so. <laughs> who knows i'll see i believe it once it's there in my character selection screen <laughs> yeah the uh What's their name? The Breakfast Club? They're going to come out with a new game. Or the Future Club. Future Club. <laughs> the Future Club is going to come out with a new game before Annie comes into Skullgirls. Yeah, man. Probably, yeah. Okay. Joseph Potts on YouTube asks, could you guys talk about fan-made or indie fighting games like Hyper Dragon Ball Z, Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang, Serial Killers, Ease Laugh 2++ plus plus, that you guys have found interesting or think people need to know about do you know any of these games i know a few of them uh i know serial killers as we talked about yeah. it in cerebral i've heard of cerebral man like three four years ago since they've been working on it they're like indie they're like a two versus two fighting game like assist okay so i mean they'll, they'll they should be i think i like their character designs they look pretty interesting. Um, I guess you should look into it. Honestly, man, I don't have much. I don't even know what Hyper Dragon Ball Z is or Shaolin vs. Wu-Tang. I feel like, hey, support them if you can. But right now, I'm like, I'm in the air with almost anything fighting game related, mm. especially when the indie scene. So funny enough, I've actually played Ease Laugh 2. I played the demo. You can get the full game on Patreon. Yeah. And uh, it's actually kind of a fun game. It's it's It has like a like a really fat princess in it <laughs> it's oh yeah yeah it's it's funny and uh it's it's decent right like i had i had some fun just messing around with training mode it only had two characters i think unlocked when i played the demo but it's it's cool i actually featured it in state of the fgc like uh when i did like best of the rest instead of making a main game so i actually put shaolin versus wu-tang on there 
I put, uh, or, or it was Shaolin versus Wu-Tang 2. And then Ease Laugh 2. Uh, Hyper Dragon Ball Z, I think I know what that game is. If that's the game I'm thinking of, that game is tight. Like, it's actually really good. And Serial Killers, yeah, we did speak about when we did Shout Out of the Week one of the, on one of the podcasts. And Sarah Brawl, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one, so I don't know what that one is. But you said it was a tag yeah. game, so cool. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen Hyper... I mean, I'm seeing a little bit of Hyper Dragon Ball Z. Uh, one thing I want to say is the one we talked about, I forgot what it was called, Aurora or something like that, I think it was, but it was like a game where you can't jump in, and it was like... Oh, this hyper this hyper Dragon Ball Z looks actually pretty clean, bro. Yeah, if if that's the one I'm thinking about, like it has it has like uh, adult Gohan in it. It's actually tight. It's it's actually really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks pretty good, man. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing that kind of sucks is that man they they like run off so like so little. Like you know what I mean? Like like they could they when they drop the game, it's like oh we got four characters. I'm like man, that sucks, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like that's like okay, like. Like them fighting her, like I think that's a great game, but six characters in that? Like, goddamn. Yeah. We'll get our pirate pirate goat soon. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, is that the new character? Oh yeah, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, I seen it. Okay, who's next here? Oh, King Gurry. Yeah, that's that's who I was talking about with Tekken. So he asked, What is the next game minus strive that would be great or make the community happy again? So the reason why he said happy again is because this was a part of a conversation when we were talking about Tekken. He said, with games mm-hmm. that have no flavor, is there a need for a refresh game or idea? So the the inception of this conversation when I had with King Guri was, he's like, what are you playing, man? I see you playing Among Us sometimes. <laughs> I see you playing MapleStory. It's just like, man, I know like fighting games are probably kind of kind of whack when I see you don't play them. Like, Because like, every time I see you, like you're the fighting game guy. So I was like, yeah, I just, it's weird. We were messing around. But, like, I told him, I was like, could you imagine if you would have told me in, like, 2018? He's like, hey, man, two years from now, you're going to quit Tekken. You're going to quit Undernight. You're going to be playing <laughs> ponies in a 20-year-old game. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no way. That's not going to happen. And look at me now. What kind of, I, yo, I play ponies, right? and I play two 20-year-old games in Plus R and, and KOF. And, I mean, what crazy. It's just it's crazy the fact that, like, you have all these other bigger titles and the most fun I have to be honest is with an indie game about ponies or whatever <laughs> and yeah, right. and two really extremely old games and yeah I would have never would have thought so I do that I think we need new ideas in fighting games I think we need something and he says minus strive I don't know if strive is going to be able to make the community yeah, happy I'm, who yeah. knows when you you putting the strive up there in the pedestal. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even think it's gonna be up there like that. I feel, I feel like sadly with strive, I feel like they're gonna figure it after like a couple weeks and they're gonna be like, I'm kind of bored of this game, man. <laughs> yeah. So I, I yeah, dude, I I don't I don't know either, man. Like I don't I feel like man, Tekken Seven was that that was the game that made the community happy. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh what what had what have we had since that that was big enough to really. I guess Mortal Kombat 11 made people happy. Um, yeah, but not I like the hardcore FGC. It made the mainstream yeah. happy. I think, let's try to think about, okay, so what what games made like a, a significant impact? Marvel 2, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Marvel 2, yeah. CVS 2 played a giant role. Uh, Third Strike was kind of polarizing. I think people look at it more fondly now than they do, yeah, I think so. than they did back then or whatever, but like, Third Strike was also important. Obviously, we don't have to say Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 is like, it's, it's that game. Street Fighter 4 was a game that really 
put a lot of people in the FGC almost on the same wavelength. Tekken 7, that's it, isn't it? Like, mm, yeah, I mean, Street Fighter 5 had a huge amount of numbers, but it didn't make anybody happy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it came with the numbers, that's for sure, man. It definitely came with the numbers. Um, maybe like I maybe a new Street Fighter would might might make everybody happy. Maybe yeah. One that isn't garbage. It has good netcode and, and it's and it has the car beaten up game. Maybe a new Tekken. Maybe I don't think an anime game is enough personally, man. So like I don't think our anime fighters will um be the saving grace. What if it's Melty Blood? That'd be godlike, man. <laughs> what what if it was like <laughs> right? That would be cool, man. And I think maybe a resurgence of an old game or a brand new IP might be great. Maybe it's KOF 15, honestly. KOF 15, if KOF 15 looks really good, it might be what we need. Yeah, it could. I think at this point, we're going to have to be FGC by committee. I don't think, I think the time for singular titles to lead the way is they're not, we're not going to have anybody carry the torch anymore. We're just all going to be after to, light matches and just move in the same path you know like yeah man we gotta we gotta pick at anything we can at this point man yeah i think you'll need you'll need just a giant community effort from a bunch of games like strive has to pull its weight who knows if virtua fighter ever comes back you know that's gonna have to pull its weight we got some rumblings maybe bloody roar is gonna be a thing is killer instinct ever coming back so you could have some players in there. I think they're all extremely valuable. And of course, you know, Tekken 8, Street Fighter 6, you know, you're going to have to have just a giant community effort. I don't think it's going to be a singular title. It's going to be like, that's the one, that's our savior. I think it's going to have to be a bunch of titles carrying carrying the community. Yeah. I I would also even say maybe there's the Riot game that comes out, but that'll be a mixed bag of whatever comes in. Not the hardcore, but... It might be interesting, at least for something completely different to come in. I think it's, yeah, I think that one is definitely primed to make a significant impact. But I think also people need to like slow down and be like, well, you know, Dragon Ball was also supposed to make a huge impact. And we saw how that ended up. Ah, man, I forgot about that, man. (laughs) I I forget that's a game, dude. (laughs) So much people like that thing, man. And every time I see it, it's like every time I see that game, it's just who's got the best TOD or some Mm. crap like that. Okay, Tal G on Discord asks, should Evo change names to show a page has been turned and things are changing? I think that would be hard, right? Like it's Evo. It's it's like it's so synonymous with like being the biggest tournament ever. What what would you call it? What would Evo be called if it wasn't called Evolution? Magic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good one, man. Yeah, yeah. Revolution. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> remix. Yo, yo, right? <laughs> yo, no lie though. A, a new name wouldn't be such a bad idea. But if they do that, then they lose like basically everything. Like they lose a big chunk of their marketing and all that stuff and getting people in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what it's going to be like? Uh-huh. It's, you know, how the Washington Redskins are now called the Washington football team. <laughs> like they changed it because next uh, Redskins is a derogatory, uh, derogatory yeah, form, term to Native Americans, and for years they were called the Redskins. But finally, Washington, they were like, "Okay, no more. We're just going to be called the Washington Football Team until we find out another name." Uh, Evo is going to be instead of Evo, it's going to be the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, the 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 big tournament, the big dude. tournament. Yo. <laughs> TBT, something like that, man. The big, some whack ass name like that. 
Oh man. Uh, All right, Broken Wing seven 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 on Discord asks if you could design a fighting game, what would be the kind of elements? You would want the game to have, such as how long the buffer window, how dedicated the links are, as well as two button grabs or KOF GG style grabs, all the way to auto combos and stylish combos and even game modes. I think, uh, I don't know if I'm going to design a whole game right here, but I will, I just want to comment on KOF grabs and GG grabs. I don't like those grabs. Like, you know, the directional one button grab where like it's... Oh, you don't like, um, yeah, I know what you're saying, where you have to, you have to get close and grab them. Yeah, well, I just, I don't, because the tech windows are normally really short and grabs, they they don't offer anything to neutral anymore. All they are is, the only time you tech him is when two people try to grab at the same time. But it's weird, and especially in plus R, because grabs are like invincible and like they're, they seem to be a really good tool to use on wake up sometimes. And Oh yeah, that's, uh, I'd say, I'm sorry, but yeah, that's a thing in, I think in, Rev2 got that too. So like the grabs, you can use that to like, if somebody's trying to pressure you like stupid, you could grab them out of the pressure too. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, yeah. I don't like that at all. I like With two button grabs. Too. That's more, it, it adds, I don't like two button grabs the way Street Fighter Five does it, where you can whiff five grabs and then have somebody try to tech the whiff grab and then crush counter them. But oh my God, dude. I, I, I do like two button grabs where it, it offers an option in neutral. That's why, like Guilty Gear, I I don't like the grab system there. It's just it's weird that it, the way it prioritizes grabs in that game is is just odd to me. And KOF, yeah. I don't think is is as bad. KOF is is more about neutral, and if you get grab, you get grab, whatever. Yeah, Guilty Gear it definitely bothers me. I, I like two button grabs, or if you have command grabs in certain games, like have special inputs for them. Uh, I think they do the grab thing also because it kind of adds to the. You can't really like if you whiff the grab can't really whiff a grab uh there, since there's no whiff grab animations so like when somebody presses um they try to grab you they press the whole button and then they get they could get pretty much punished with a counter hit or something like mm-hmm. that i get what you're saying though like it took me some time because it's a uh, i don't know what they're called i think they're proximity grab or something i don't Maybe, remember yeah. but like yeah because like dark starkers has it too where the grab is based off being close and then but i learned most of my fighting games is by just so, like in Persona Ultimax and Undernight, when you grab somebody, you actually have enough time to tech it. Mm-hmm. You know, then you get enough time to tech the grab. But in like, so for instance, in like, like you said earlier in Guilty Gear, you can't tech it unless they grab at the same time. You could kind of tech Skullgirls grabs, but they're still fell hella fast. But yeah. I've seen people tech them. Uh, Organization Thirteen on Discord. What was your first game, and how did you end up getting into fighting games? Do you do you remember your first fighting game or like Bruh, how you got in? Hell no, nah, man. I don't remember <laughs> none of that, dude. I I hated fighting games before, man. I didn't like them at all. They were so boxed in, feeling so claustrophobic. All the stages be looking like the same, especially Marvel vs. Capcom Three, man. Like all those stages, they all they only play on the snow stage and the goddamn mental asylum grid stage, mm. and then they do the same thing with Street Fighter Five, dude. They just play in the training room stage. Oh, it's terrible. I hate that crap. Just man. the grid, yeah. Yeah, man. Oh, dude, I, I, no, I didn't really like fighting games. I'd say probably my first one was like maybe Ultra Street Fighter 4, but I can't even remember anything before that, so I wouldn't know, man. Maybe I played like some Game Boy Advance Fatal Fury or some crap like that. Mm-hmm. KOF on Game Boy or something. I don't know, man. Did, did, did you go to any arcades growing up, though? Uh, nah, man, not that much. I like, I wish I did, but it was just, I don't know. I didn't even know they existed, really. Mm. 
Especially where I, I lived in an area where, like, for me to have gone to an arcade, I'd have to, like, either take a bus or get my mom to take me. And that was something that wasn't really going to happen too often. My mom worked, like, during the day and stuff like that. And it was really weird timing. So it didn't really work out. I didn't know they existed that often, though. Like, I knew there were a thing, but I didn't know that they had, like, fighting games and stuff. So mm. now it's... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so growing up, my brother, he's seven years older than me. So growing up, uh, he would sometimes take me to the arcade because my brother likes singing. So he would go with his friends. And I mean, I don't know. They were probably, what, 13, 14, hour six or seven. So uh, they would they'd be like, here, go play. We're going to go do karaoke or whatever. So we'll be right in that booth. And I'll be like, all right, cool. And I just go watch people play. I'd go play and get my ass kicked as like a seven-year-old. But I don't really remember like the, exactly the games I played. I'm sure I played some Tekken. I'm sure I played some Street Fighter or whatever. I'm sure I played some some weird games too. But uh, I just remember it was fun because like the arcade is so chaotic as a kid, right? It's just, like mm-hmm. noises and ding, 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 ding. And it's like, Bruh, you know, that, that stuff be hitting all of the <laughs> right things in kids' brain. They be yeah. like, <laughs> brain just be sparking the hell up like it lights up on fire seeing all the i need to do everything in here and play everything and i'm never gonna leave yeah. ever people playing the basketball game playing air hockey uh, playing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, they're playing all, all sorts of cool stuff but uh yeah i remember i really got i played fighting games too and i played other arcade games they had this sick like uh where you had like the jet ski game where like you're on a jet ski and like you have to i don't know like do a like a like an obstacle course it was it was really cool oh yeah i remember that one dude yeah yeah, my mom and my brother, they would take me there a lot, but I don't really remember it. And it was fun, but it, like I I didn't know exactly what the FGC was or what fighting games were. I just kind of played for fun because it was an arcade. And then I would say really like towards uh, high school, my first like fighting game experience was this. So my brother, or not my brother, my uh, I, I started living with my dad, right? I moved from my mom's to my dad's uh, during high school. And my dad coaches basketball. So he was going to be on the road and cause he was going to go to Texas to go coach a game or whatever. And I had school and they had to leave on Thursday. So I had to find a place to chill for the weekend. So I asked my friend, I was like, Hey, can I stay over at your house? Cause my dad's not going to be home. He's like, Oh yeah, sure. And my friend back then, he was a junior when I was a freshman. So he was obviously a little older than me. And, uh, I think it was me like the first night it was me Another guy who was in my freshman class was also a friend of mine. And then uh, my other friend. So he lived in a fairly small house, but he had uh, like a bunch of gaming systems and they were all in one room. So he had his rich friend. Yeah, he had his uh, he had his PS3 and we were playing some God of War. And then he was like, yo, y'all want to play some Tekken? And I was like, yeah, sick. And it was I'm pretty sure it was Tekken 6. It might have been Tekken 5, actually. I don't remember. But like. We we started playing and dude, it was like cheap. I like I was like, man, he just picks ogre and just like kicks my ass. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> when you're a kid, everything is cheap to you. Yeah, ah, you're cheap, cheating, man, cheating. <laughs> but I just remember it being like really fun. That was like one of my first memories of. I think it might have been Tekken Five DR maybe that we were playing, and I just remember just like picking gym and just doing just random stuff and my my. In hindsight, now I know, like, because I play Tekken now, I know that my buddy wasn't good, but he knew a little <laughs> bit <laughs> enough to frustrate me. And we all, I remember we all played and we had a good time. Okay, two more. Darkness or Dark Knees, you, I just call him Dark on Discord asks. <laughs> what do you think about character colors and fighting games? 
Freeform question, rambling allowed. Most colors on fighting games, so they're normally exclusive to anime fighting games because they don't do different costumes. It's a way to, I guess, make or rather individualize your character pick in a fighting game because you don't have a costume to go with on like, you know, Tekken or Street Fighter or any, any other one of those games. They're okay. You know, KOF has them too, right? Where like, it's not color change, but you can change the color of the outfits. It's all right. Like I usually, I usually go with standard colors anyway, but every now and again, I'll pick a different color. It's cool. I guess I hate it when, like when you pick a color, like in persona or whatever, guilty gear, but you, yeah. you're fighting a mirror match and then they take your color and it was like, you imposter. I can't believe you took my color. Yeah, I, hate that. <laughs> I think it was in persona where like, You'd have the color, but you're darker than them? Or is that, like, maybe that's another game. I remember there was a game like that where it's like, if you have the color, but you're just the darker version of it. It's like, man, what the hell is that? No, Persona, if if you both pick the same color, it's the person that picked it first. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah, I hate that. And then the other person goes to default. Yeah, I don't like that either. No, that's my color, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you got people that fight for colors, man. I don't really like... I like the color yellow. Like, yellow's my favorite color, so I try to get yellow if i can usually i can because nobody picks that color mm. which is cool you usually pick the popular more like colors like red blue stuff like that black or whatever yeah uh, white or so like i like them they're fine you know i like i like it more though like with costumes personally man because with costumes like so for instance i like street fighter 5 style of like all the costumes they have like they have so many of those and like it's really fun to play with all those different costumes because not only do you have the costume, but you also have a color change of said costumes. I would say Tekken 7, but Tekken 7's customization sucks, man. I don't really like it that mm. much, man. Like, it's not that much costumes for any of the characters, man. And some of them are just straight up ugly. <laughs> yeah, they're, they are weird looking. I mean, there's a decent amount of like default costume. Remember, they, they used to not have that. They used to have yeah. like maybe four, and then they added like a bunch more. Now there's like 12 or 15 or something crazy like that, but then you can make your own costumes. But as far as like the creativity, it's not nearly as good. I don't think as previous Tekken games. Yeah. I heard Tekken Tag 2 was better. Mm-hmm. Under nine actually has a lot of, co- a lot of colors. You, you can yeah, unlock them like, too. So that's cool. I like their color game too. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like how they do. They use yellow and brown and black. It's really nice, but yeah, color ca- character colors are cool, but I think custom costumes are so much cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I think like um, in street fighter five, they, they did like, they did, which I'm so like, I don't regret. Like I can't really say it's, I regret it, but I'm dis. There we go. I'm disappointed at the, at the things people pick. But like, so for instance, um, two players picked a certain costume, and they could get to, they get to make it themselves. Oh, so disappointing, in terms of what they made. But that was a pretty cool, uh, like a, like a costume, a character costume contest, mm-hmm. tournament. So if you won, you get to change. I don't know if you did. You know about that? Did you hear? Everything? I heard like uh, jury won something. I didn't. I didn't look yeah. into it though. So like the uh, player Laura player won. Like he he was able to customize his own costume. The dude just made like a schoolgirl uniform. Oh my like, god! Man. Yeah, I was like, that's such a disappointment. You could have put her ass in a banana suit for all you <laughs> wanted, man. Yeah, he could have got so much more creative, but he he put her in a goddamn schoolgirl uniform. I'm like. Some characters have that normally, man. Yeah. I would have done something hella ridiculous personally, man. I would put ass in a, in a freaking apple or fruit of loom or something <laughs> like that. I don't know, man. 
All right, and the ninth and last question for this week comes from Blood Bandit TV on Discord, and he asks, if you could change, add, or remove a mechanic or system in Persona 4 Arena or any other fighting game, what would it be? I'll use Persona 4 Arena. I would uh, make the Persona cards universal. I don't think Margaret should have eight. I don't think Akihiko should have two. Everybody should have four. Oh, yeah? Yeah, that's what I would do. Hmm. That's an interesting one right there, man. Yeah, Margaret has way too damn many, though. Akihiko don't got nothing. Yeah. So you break his persona like twice, and it's over, dude. He's running by himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right on that one. I think I would take away the shadow, like the, the shadow in general. Yeah, <laughs> like, the shadow characters. Shadow characters in general, man. I, I don't feel like it like it, it needed to exist, man. The characters by themselves are pretty full. I know what they, I feel like they did the shadow just to feel like in accordance, in accordance with the game. It really did, or maybe change up the shadow burst mechanic. Make the shadow characters feel more like themselves instead of like feeling like a, a previous iteration. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like oh, shadow yeah. frenzy is just—it's TOD the game, really. That's all it is. They—they they are, yeah. That's all they really do, and I think that kind of sucks about them. There's not really much to them. Mm-hmm. It would be—they were like kind of like Akumas to every Ryu or something like that. I don't know something more interesting about them. Okay, I think that's all we got. We got shout out of the week. Actually, we got two shouts of the week. So congratulations. Remember when we talked about Triple Hill Interactive and their game Die by the Blade? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they hit their Kickstarter funding target. So uh, we're going to get some some sword people doing cuts on their... It's like a, like a one-hit kill, right? I'm pretty sure. That's... Cut the arm off. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so they hit their Kickstarter goal. That game is coming out eventually. I remember, I'm pretty sure they said... They're prioritizing Steam, and then they'll try to hit the stretch goals with console release and stuff like that. So congratulations cool. to them. And Street Fighter Five sold 5 million copies. How about that? Hey, man, that's that's pretty good. I mean, yeah. yeah. And would it be funny if they counted the free games, like the free <laughs> downloads? <laughs> probably That'd be hella funny, man. Yo, I wouldn't put it past them, though. <laughs> Oh, well. But yeah, congrats to Capcom. They sold copies somehow, so good for them. <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, Pringle, we're we're almost hitting on episode 10. This was episode 9. We had our first Hollywood tournament. We managed to not talk about... Oh, no, we did talk a little bit about uh, BB Tag, huh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did, dude. It always... I mean, it's a perfect example of what not to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's so easy to reach for. It's like the lowest hanging fruit. It, it really is, man. <laughs> Every time I'm out here, like, damn, that apple's pretty high. Yeah, <laughs> but this fruit, this other fruit's real low. Yeah. <laughs> it's so easy to pick. But yeah, that's all we got for this podcast. We went a little long. We rolled back the the non-fighting game topic of the week again, but that's okay. Well, eventually we'll hit another another slow week. And uh, yeah, by the way, I wanted to apologize. I guess if people listen to this podcast who don't follow us on. Uh, either Twitter or are not part of the Discord. I did technically announce it on YouTube that we weren't going to have the podcast last week, but I guess for people that listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that, uh, they were probably like, oh, what happened? I guess they got canceled. I don't know. <laughs> it would have been so funny because we talked so bad about VTubers last week that we took oh, that man. week off. And it was like, man, they must have got canceled or something. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we got, we got dusted, man. Yeah. So... 
Yeah, I'll try. To, I don't know how to see the the tournament thing was so spontaneous, so I didn't know how to reach out to people and let them know. It was like, hey, we're gonna have a week off, not doing the podcast. So uh, I guess you'll have to either look on YouTube or just uh, on Twitter or something. Or if if you're spontaneous, you can just uh, check out every week and see if it's there. And if it's not, then must have a tournament or we're dead. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was going to ask you, do you plan on uploading the footage for the tournament? Or I need to uh, you know, cut it up or something like that. Yeah, I need to cut it up. I need to download it from Twitch archive. And it's actually segmented to multiple parts because my Steam or, or rather my uh, Twitch crashed once. So, <laughs> Dang. But yeah, that's all we got for FGC Hollywood, a fighting game podcast, episode nine. Pringle, it's been a pleasure as always. Likewise, man. And uh, yeah, we'll talk more about how BB Tag sucks next week. So, <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, that game trash, though, for real, <laughs> man. Really how is. you guys played? I don't even know, man. <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> all three of you. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Peace out, y'all. Take care, y'all. Peace. <laughs>